Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock with you. Packed house here for a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will talk to the ECU baseball players inside the Players Lounge on today's show. Bryson Worrell, Ryder Giles. Also, Zach Agnos and C.J. Mayhew going to join us to talk about a 4-1 baseball week for East Carolina. Also, a big one coming up against NC State on Tuesday. We'll talk about that with the guys later on in today's show. Double B, Brian Bailey will join us. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, C.J. Schaefer, the big dog, Glenn Griffin's here. Troy D. alongside in studio. And the starting quarterback of the Pirates, Holden Aylers, gets it kicked off today. Here on Pirate Radio Live, gentlemen, Troy D. Holden, how we doing? Good to see you, Clip. How are you doing, Holden? Doing good, man. How about the uh, little March Madness as we get ready to talk football, too, man? We got everything uh, going on. This is, a lot of, this is a busy sports month right here. Everything is happening, and uh, we'll have a spring football game to break down a couple weeks from now. We'll be talking about practice uh, with Holden, but yeah, we got the Final Four set. We got a big baseball game tomorrow, so really, anything you, what do you want to talk about, Troy? <laughs> Well, it's funny, Clip, because I mentioned to you that uh, you know Coach K might be looking for redemption in this tournament, and I said, wouldn't it be classic if he met up with Carolina, you know, in the tournament and was able to give them payback for the humiliating loss in Cameron Indoor for his final home game? And I was papooed. People were like, "Oh, that won't happen. That's too far. There's no way. They'd have to meet up in the Final Four. Might have even been Chandler that papooed me. But who's papooing who now?" So you have that on your bracket? No, I didn't put it in my bracket. I just talked about well, it on you, the show. What do you use cares? <laughs> I, how, I, how many I, scenarios I, are you coming up with? I predicted that on the show. I said that could happen and very well might. You were the only one talking about a potential Carolina Duke rematch in the tournament? Yes, you're welcome. All right. Thank you for asking. All right. All right. Now on the hold. I just had to get that out of the way. <laughs> wow. Let's just be clear. I, it wasn't me. That <laughs> oh, someone did it. I think it might have been you then. Okay, Troy. You know, you got it. Way to go, man. Good job. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. What classic payback by Coach K coming up this weekend? That hasn't even happened. Friend yet. of the program, by the way. Nah, Wait, he, no, he's not. He's, he's never been the on this show. Nation, he's never been, been on any people. of our shows. We've had his voice on many times. He is not a friend of the show. Answer my question. He's never he, been on Pirate He Radio. loves Eastern North Carolina. He loves the Pirate people. You've heard him. This is uh, your love for Coach K is disgusting. <laughs> it really is. Just, I don't what, get it. What a way to go out as a winner. It's pretty awesome. Again, he's got to win two more games. Two games. Two games away. Yeah, I think you're yeah. the cart's before the horse here. All right. But no, if you're if you're please. right, we'll replay no. this, right? Correct. If yes. you're wrong, we'll definitely replay this. We'll definitely lose it. And I mean you again, you've come up with eight different scenarios. You got your bracket, you got this. What else you got out there? That's it. That's just the, Who's your national champion? Well, I had uh Gonzaga. That didn't work out so, so well. So now you're going Duke. You want to throw yeah, out a third I actually or a think Kansas could probably be. Oh, here we go. All right, now Kansas. I actually think Kansas will probably end up being national champion, right. but I do love that Duke beating UNC. Holden Aylers is here. Can we talk yes, football with him? Holden, who do you like? I like Duke. I think they're destined to win it with Coach K leaving his final year. 
get a little help out from the refs. Yeah. That's my theory See, on the whole thing. Clip's not going to say anything to you about it. <laughs> because he's not going to come in here on his eighth prediction You're and say, yes. You're not going to talk Jug to hold about it, are you? Great prediction, by the way. Thanks, Troy. I like that. Thanks, Troy. The fact you don't see a difference in this is insane to me. Uh, all right, go ahead. Sorry, we'll we'll talk football. Sounds good, Holton. Uh, another week of practice in the books, and I uh, heard from Mike Houston uh, on Saturday. The Pirate Radio team was out there. Miles Berry, Shane Calhoun, as well. Uh, how did last week's uh, practice go for you guys? It was good. Um, it was really good. You know, some of the young guys are really coming along. Um, you know, our running backs are looking as good as they've looked in a long time here. Um, obviously, with those with Keaton and Rajay, um, our passing game is going doing good too. Um, you know, we getting tons of time up front they're doing good we got some young receivers that we're kind of having to step up this year um that you know haven't in the past so they're getting opportunities too but it's kind of weird for me because i'll go i mean i'm on my fifth spring now so i'll go out there get two drives and then have the day off right support the rest of the guys so but i mean it's going good um we're looking good well donnie kirkpatrick was on the brian bailey show earlier today if you missed it you can hear it at six o'clock he said Rajay and Keaton got some work, but not that much work because you want to see who's number three back yep. there, who's even four and five. Yep. So how about those guys beyond Keaton and Rajay? Who's uh, looking good out there? Holden? Yeah, Pop's looking good. I mean, he's in his second year. Um, Nemo, he's an early enrollee freshman. He's just got here. It's really those two guys are, are competing for the, the third back. Um, you, you really only – I mean, you, you, you need two, but you need a third guy. Um, running backs take such a beating during the season that um, you really need someone you can rely on on, on three. So – I mean, Keaton and Raji, I mean, I think we all kind of got two drives and they took us out. It's pretty rare. Guys play. We were lucky last year to have those guys, as much as they touched the ball, healthy the entire yeah. year. That yeah. doesn't happen a lot. No, so. for running backs, I mean, a lot of people think it's just running the ball, but I mean, they're in a lot of pass protection too. And then when they're not in pass protection, blocking linebackers for me, they're, you know, out in routes, a lot of times catching the ball too. So they take a, a big beating during the season. Holden Ehlers joins us live in studio for a spring football edition of the Players' Lounge. Holden, you uh, see, obviously work with the offense every day, but you got an early look now at our, our defense for yep. coming up this season. What do you see on this defensive side? Yeah, they're looking good. I mean, they're experienced. They're, they got so many. Coach Harold does such a good job with um, having different fronts, having different coverages that, I mean, I, honestly, I hate going against them during the spring because during the season, I mean, you you – practice for a team a whole week you watch film on them for a full week and then you go into the game kind of knowing what they're going to do and i mean pre-snap i'll know what coverage this is what they're going to do just based off of a few indicators and then we go in spring ball and they have 37 different coverages two like tons of fronts and stuff like that so it's weird going against it but i mean that's what makes our defense so good is is the experiences they are and the multiple multiplicity of things that they can do is pretty good. Was that weird looking up and seeing yourself running? That was weird. Yeah, I turned weird. on an old on game from last year, and now yeah. it might be distracting. I don't know. How, how many times have you watched every game from last year? Like, how much do you break down every I, single game? So I watch it on film. I don't watch them on TV like that. Like right. my um, my brother like records all of them and saves them. So like if I ever do want to go back and do it, which I mean during the off season when I'm bored, like at nighttime or something, I'll turn something on, but. I mean, I watch it more on film and, like, the film cut-ups of it than just, like, watching the ESPN But then it's version. just play after play, too. Yeah. It's a lot quicker that way. They don't show, like, close-ups of my face. It's weird. And the <laughs> camera will just, like, zoom in on my face. I don't yeah. really pay attention to that. We've seen you guys convert three fourth downs in this draw, yeah. this half alone. This is the game against South Florida last year. Yeah. You guys uh, were not good on third down, but you made up for it on fourth down last year, Holden. And uh, I know that's something you guys take a lot of pride in, right? No, it is. Um, that's something we got to get better at, third down in right. red zone. Um, that's something that we know we got to get better at. So, 
Um, that's where we're really focusing on it this spring, doing a lot of red zone work versus, you know, ones on ones. And like I said, I'm not getting that many reps right now, but I mean, I am getting the reps that I'm getting are the, our third downs and, and really red zone to kind of tone up that, um, and, and kind of get better at that. That's one of our main things. Troy, you said you might want to break down some plays, break this one down, uh, with Holden. Taylor's just got it. He's going right, to run and, left and uh, second effort gets the first down there. Now, lowers now watch the, this. Lowers the shoulder. And then, uh, oh. does the back step i don't want to say tawny but kind of conf- say something there confidence wise <laughs> might that, have said something there that was a first down i believe you were saying <laughs> pirates yeah only nice things i was only saying nice yeah things. but you had the kind of the strut backwards like, Adam, why the defender was on his back <laughs> i like that i call that not cocky but confidence yeah there you go yeah. there you go good way to put it yeah and uh, oh, we see Keaton Mitchell drop a pass. Butterfingers, unfortunately. That would have been now, a touchdown right there. That, we'll bring this up, though. With Sneed with uh, C.J. Johnson suspended right now. Audio Matosho out as well. You're, you're looking for new targets at the receiver position. You found a great connection with the tight ends. But how important are Rajay Keaton, the running backs, going to be catching the ball out of the backfield this year? They're going to be very important. Um, they, they caught the ball really well last year anyways. I mean, they got good hands. They're, they're quick um, guys. I mean, your running back should be the best – guys on the team with the ball in their hands anyway so anytime we can get them the ball um in space and let them work i mean they're, they're pretty special guys i mean everyone knows that now but i mean they will be big in the passing game we got to have I mean, we're going to have some receivers step up i mean everyone knows Josiah. um carrie king's done a really good job tyler savage taji hudson those are guys that we're gonna have to depend on this year to step up and, and kind of get to it yeah this player right here's gonna break that one down troy d <sighs> yeah let's get please it. don't <laughs> <laughs> take, we got a fourth a and goal left. One inch line, and uh, and Holden's going to try a quarterback sneak here. All right, forty five seconds to go into the half. Ehlers takes a snap oh. and it gets uh, <laughs> a little loose on him. Oh, and uh, looks like the ball is still in play. And unfortunately, South Florida. That was a play before that when we ran the quarterback draw. And they call was it that touchdown. the snap? Oh yeah. yeah. What right. happened there? Just curious. Was um, it a bad snap so, potentially. Did it yeah. get kicked? So the center he... got. So like the cadence when you call the cadence is ready, set, go when you're under center. And usually it's like a half a second delay after because, I mean, no person's going to snap the ball immediately after. I mean, he's got to wait for the sound and all that. And the defense went on when I said set go and Avery hadn't snapped the ball, so I didn't even touch the ball that way. He got blowed up pretty immediately. Yeah, Uh, Holden, you'll be out at Pro Day tomorrow. We talked to Tyler Sneed last week. He said you'll be uh, slinging some passes to him. Audie and other guys and going to be a lot of guys from last year's team uh, playing in front of scouts tomorrow uh, on the practice fields, and we'll be out there covering that. Uh, how excited are you for your old teammates to, to get a chance to pro- compete in front of the scouts tomorrow? Yeah, I'm very excited for them. I mean, it's, it's a huge opportunity for those guys. I mean, obviously, you know, Snead and Audie had a really both had really good years last year in their own way. Um, and, you know, I think, I mean, they just want a chance. I mean, they just want to get in a get in a camp and, and show what they can do. And I mean, once they do that, I mean, I know they can compete with anyone anyone out there they just want an opportunity to have an opportunity yeah they gotta for sure. you know and, and for guys like that pro day is really important for them yeah that kind of maybe aren't on the radar as much yeah. as some of these other players they really need to maximize every opportunity like yeah. this uh one of the things man i, I gotta ask you this just because it's all the i you know jim rome the sports world's talking about it the entertainment world's talking about it, the news world's talking about it i don't watch the show i could care less but man i woke up this morning and my entire news feed was just clogged with will smith news. yeah what the heck wow and so i had to go back and see it i don't know what what did you think about that with chris rock and will smith how so i didn't understand the joke until 
they were explaining it this morning in the locker room. But it's an old movie. G.I. Yeah. Jane, yeah. Demi she Moore her had hair. a yeah, bald head. Yeah, and his wife evidently has a condition that right. has caused her to have uh, hair like yeah. that or no hair like that. Yeah, I think it was a little messed up joke, but I didn't. I, it was the cleanest but, punch of all time. And Chris Rock well, it was just a slap. It. it was a slap. Oh, it was open hand slap. But it, was it a little bit of an overreaction, did you think? I mean, maybe it was a little. Yeah, joke. I mean, I wouldn't have went up there and slapped or punched someone in the face because of that. A the bad strange thing about it was, you know, before they panned over to Chris Rock and, and Will Smith, go, he's laughing. Yeah, he was at laughing. Joke. Yeah, he's laughing. But then at he the looked joke. at his wife's reaction. Yeah, and he had to change. They said his, his wife was like, mad, so then he got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That well, was a good one. Oh, it wasn't a good one. Uh oh. It sets a bad <laughs> precedent for shows like that because now anytime you don't like a joke, yeah, you know you can go smack the host and nothing will happen to you. Yeah. And then he got very like what he was yelling after. Yeah, he was like yelling. I saw the unedited feed. And uh, oh, was, you made this? Keep my wife's name out your mouth. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, if you go back and uh, uh, do a little research, there's some history there between is. Will Smith and Chris Rock, oh, shoot, especially. Yeah with him she suffers from what's called alopecia which is yeah. a condition where you lose your hair which caused her to shave her head uh well shave her head but it's it's not completely bald she does have some hair on there um but apparently this is not the first time that chris rock has has used a joke at her expense and uh i don't, I don't know it just looked like he snapped i'm gonna say it's fake I don't think so. The uh, Oscars I, were coming off their worst ratings of all time, and think, now everybody's talking I will about say it's it. the best thing ever to happen for them, because no one would even know the Oscars were going on last yeah, night. I didn't know well, I, did, I had no I idea. I did, but that's but, because I follow I, one of the movies that was nominated that I really wanted to win, which they did. I so. don't think it's a good look for Will Smith. And no, that's what Chris Rock does. Not. Chris Rock makes jokes. That's what he does. That's, that's, that's what you get if you have him come do the Oscars. He's going to do it like a roast. That's, that's what the guy does. I don't was a bad look for will smith i don't think he would have ever agreed to that i agree with whoever said he just kind of snapped a little bit i'll tell you what if they ever did a movie about Jawan howard will smith's playing him yeah that's <laughs> pretty good it's pretty good challenge yeah well it's like i said the fresh prince gave chris rock some fresh prints yeah yeah there's some bad jokes going on right now i wanted i wanted um, to see chris rock say i want to shake your hand afterwards i want to shake, shake your hand. hand i want to I shake, shake your hand, hand. i want to shake his hand I want to shake his hand. Well, you know, it, he got into one little fight, and he went to his aunt and uncle in Bel Air. So I, you got to give Chris Rock credit. He stood up there, took it, and kept on going. What I makes mean, me think this is real is the reaction of Chris Rock. What like, he, was, he was so he shook, was stunned, well, but he did take it. I mean, yeah, but Jim Rome brought up a good point. He said, you know, because of Will Smith's, you know, natural demeanor, he probably wasn't expecting Will Smith to you know lay five fingers to the face i'm just saying like he didn't even touch his face afterwards or go damn you know like he did comment about probably more in shock than anything else i mean if you're not expecting someone to to you know lay the smack down on you like that you know it's it's tough and, to, and listen he probably could have said a lot worse about will smith's wife quite honestly, oh that's true some of the podcast but, stuff yeah, I've heard, and the thing know, is but, too though it was just it was a decades old joke i mean think about it gi jane came out years ago so most people wouldn't have gotten the well, reference in the first said. place they didn't even get yeah, didn't yeah most it. people would have not have gotten that reference unless they had seen gi jane and kind of you know made that connection so i thought it was a lame joke to start with and it was just it was just a bad joke in my opinion but the whole stance will smith had that's what makes it look fake to me it looks like it's out of a movie or wwe like it was just 
it was almost too cute too pretty. It, it was it was a perfectly yeah laid I, smack i will say that oh, glenn has a word so two things the punch did look or the slap it looked worked because of the way that fairy worked because of the so way that chris too. rock's stance was he he didn't raise his hands up if some dude is coming at you that's a foot taller than you you can put your hands up like there was no like whoa man there was no uh, none of that his hands were behind his back it, the whole time and he just took it on the jaw it's very possible it was fake but it's but, also very possible it was real but i'm gonna I br- think it's definitive thank you way. for bringing, i'm gonna bring up i think it was worked it's possible in the sense that so i, I read this uh thread earlier that brought up that will smith and his wife are members of the church of scientology okay okay oh yes follow this thread okay so in the church of scientology if two men are at odds at each other over the wife there is a procedure in their manual where you strike the other man in front of a large group of people to physically <laughs> humiliate him. All right. In front of your wife and in front of a large group of people that so are just, also Scientologists. He's just following the manual. So he just followed the manual of the, the page church. three, saw that. Anything's possible. There you go. So yeah. I'm just putting that out there, that that is apparently a rule within say, their uh, church. Um, Kevin Hart and um, Chris Rock are going on tour soon. And this is only going to elevate their Let's slap your face. You know, tour. because you know it's going to be material for if, if again. That's I mean, why this is fake. If, if I'm, all, if I'm, you know, Kevin Hart's going to have a field day with this. Oh, if I'm Vince McMahon, now I got WrestleMania this weekend. We're doing a spoof match. A spoof match, baby. We're dressing two cats up as Chris Rock I and saw Will Smith. Rick Flair put a post out there today, going, "Hey, this is no big deal." You know how many times I've been slapped, and he put a video of yeah, one of the girls sure. slapping him in the center. Hey, of the I think it's actually Charlotte doing yeah, it. His, yeah, his, his, the his guy's been slapped probably ten thousand times in the yeah, ring. Sure. So, I, but thought, I thought that was, that was interesting the that there was board. a a potential Scientology spin to all this. That that's why he did it. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. But. There's the one camera shot that I do want that we never got, and I hadn't seen. It's like the Z- people have gone over the film, like it's the Zap Ruder film, you know, like you're looking for the man on the grassy knoll. But nobody has a shot of right after the joke, there's a moment where Will Smith and Jada look at each other, and she gives him some sort of direction, and nobody has that. And to me, that's the, that's the smoking gun, is if you get Jada's reaction and what she says to Will, then you know you know the cause of it if she tells him man look in the manual page three then we know it was the scientology thing. <laughs> i mean you well know, i mean I, of I, course glenn is convinced that jada's a witch so <laughs> like has some sort of you know i think she has power magical powers over him i have no further call we are all up in holton segment yeah, we have not talked any I, I'm, I'm good on this topic for the day yeah all right i just want to bring it up get so, out of the way i'm just bringing it up i'm just telling yeah. you what the internet's saying right now as our internet correspondent thank you glenn you're welcome are you on entertainment tonight tonight that's what it's more or less my bit yeah tmz you know it's that type of thing been any slaps going on at practice holding any fights oh yeah there's always some with football (laughs) not like none like that (laughs) that's good to know good to know (laughs) keep the helmet on yeah uh we just saw a uh, malik fleming pick six how's the uh the defense looking right now holden they're good. He's, he's looking really good. Um, he, he's really taking a step forward with Jaquan gone. Um, and well, I just had another pick right there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's looking really good. He's working really hard. Um, he, he should be one of the top corners here. 
um, in the conference. He really was last year. I mean, Jaquan got all the accolades and all that, but I mean, he was right there behind him. So we're looking pretty good. Uh, back to a pro day because, you know, Tyler Sneed, Audio Matosha, those guys looking for uh, their shot to play professional football. Warren Saba has already signed on with the USFL team. Yeah. Now, I guess if he obviously gets drafted or an NFL team wants him, he can still go that route. But so many options now for these guys. We talked to Justin Chase on Friday who has had meetings and uh, played in front of scouts from NFL, CFL, USFL. So a lot of options for these guys holding. We could see a lot of Pirates in different spots next year. Yeah, that's what's pretty cool, man, is like like the XFL really kind of started getting things going and giving guys chances. And, I mean, that's like Warren. Um, I mean, he, he kind of – thought i mean from what he said he wasn't going to get drafted so he'd rather instead of just going into a rookie mini camp for a weekend and hoping that he does good there he's going to go with the usfl and have a full season of film um that the nfl can watch and, and trust in himself there and uh, i mean i think i think that's a good i mean it's a good thing for him to do i mean more film the better yeah the nfl i mean anytime they get to see you play outside of college is, is pretty good so. and and troy that's getting hyped up during the tournament uh i'm seeing a lot of usfl yeah. commercials yeah and, i was a little kind of iffy on it but now i'm starting to buy into the hype clip at least week football. one right yeah i will be all in on week one and we got mcginn and uh Sabre to root for and we got some pirates yeah, in there skip holtz former skips coach, there yeah that's coaching, right coaching the birmingham team yeah so there, oh, there's a few tie-ins. Larry there. Fedora's there. We can root against him. Yeah, we got a lot of. Rooting Will Larry interest. be ready? That's right. Larry and Skip, I believe, is week one. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a uh, a matchup we can watch. So. Another classic coaching matchup right there. Like uh, two of the two of the college greats right there. Just like. And here they are <laughs> in the pros. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna use a basketball analogy, but I won't. Like Coach K? Yeah, but I don't know. If, and Hubert Davis? Yeah, I don't know if he's one of the greats yet. Although, I got to give him credit. He got him in the Final Four. All right. Give him credit. You know? Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, Coach K told another person to shut up over the weekend. Who was that? <laughs> it was, uh, uh, it was, it was one of his Caro. players. Yeah, yeah, Apollo. He was like, this guy's the GOAT. He was like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no. Did, did, did he tell you to shut up? He never did. He was super nice to me. <laughs> what do you think about East Carolina <laughs> Nothing but coaches? class and uh, really, really liked him. Redbeard lot. had a question. Uh, what does Troy D want more, Coach K's friendship or daylight savings forever? <laughs> well, you I, can only choose I got, one. I got news for you. Sunshine is always going to win out. All right. Yeah. So you want bye that? bye, Coach K. <laughs> more need, than Coach K knowing need, who you are. That's an easy pick for me. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate the question, but yeah, that's... <laughs> Sunshine is going to win out over Coach K. There you go. Now, more sunshine with Coach K, that would be great. <laughs> oh, God. No. Please. No. Please. please, no. No. Everyone, please. be quiet. No. Uh, please, everyone be quiet. Back to no. football before Holton just completely busts out of the room. <laughs> He's got Duke. What are you talking about? Donnie Kirk uh, Patrick was on with Brian Bailey. Well, Bailey asked him about the structure for the game, and he said that last year the players went to – i guess coach houston and said hey can we do like a draft format that yeah. kind of thing and he said that was a big hit are you you think that's going to be the the case this year as well i'd like to i mean that's the funnest thing for us to do i mean i think the fans will have fun either way because i mean it, either way it's going to be offense versus defense in some sort so um the draft is definitely something fun for us i mean it's gonna be fun like i said either way but having a be able to pick players and do stuff like that i mean that's kind of what the spring's for just to make it fun and I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to go out there and play ball. Um, might as well make it the most fun we can. Also heard him say it's uh, winners get prime rib, loser gets served bologna. Was it potted meat or yeah. was it bologna sandwich? Yeah, bologna sandwiches or something. Did, did the losers have to serve the winners? Yes, they do. So, have you uh, have you been on both sides or one? So, 
literally the past couple of years, like in the spring game, like we'll pick teams and our teams are all like I feel like my teams have always been like stacked, like where I was like, Yeah, we got more starters and all that. But the starters don't play, but like a certain amount of Oh, drives. it's like a bait and switch. Like yeah. you look great on paper, but then they play the backups because yeah. it's a spring game. Yeah. So the starters so lose. We'll get a couple of drives and we'll go out there. So I've, I've <laughs> so lost you... like one. I think I've lost one. Um we lost last yeah, it was like we had one last year. We didn't have one two years ago. So if you're so, drafting, you got to put on your GM cab this year and say, I need some really good backups for yeah. when I get taken out of yeah. the game. Yeah. You got to use you gotta, some psychology in that. Think about yeah. that. Hmm. Hadn't so, thought about that. They should let you call the plays too then. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. I mean, it's my fifth year. I should know the offense by now. I know. They'll let you call the plays and you decide who plays. Yeah. Heck yeah. Kind of would be a coach ailers out there. <laughs> how much uh how much growth have you seen from Mason, from Stubblefield, the guys behind you, Holton? No, they're they're going a lot. Um I mean your second and third year when you're gonna grow the most in the offense. Once you before that you 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 got so much you're learning and after that, I mean you should kinda know everything, but with them, man, it's just experience. Um, once you get in there more, it's going to – I mean, Mace has some some game experience now, so he's going to grow a little bit um, quicker than the rest of the guys. But, I mean, Flynn and Stubby and even Walter, I mean, he's playing a little bit of receiver now, but he's still getting quarterback reps, and they're all coming along good. I mean, they're, that's kind of what the spring's for is to see what you got behind the starters, and especially when you have so many guys returning, um, it's kind of to develop depth, and, I mean, they're coming along really well. And we saw Mason Garcia come in with some packages last year, running touchdowns, throw yep. touchdowns, so something uh, I guess we'll see moving forward in 2022, one would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, they're trying to they got to figure out, I mean, this is my last year no matter what. I don't have a year after this, so they got to figure out, you know, who's the guy after that. And anytime you get a guy in there and get them some live reps when um, they have the opportunity to, I'm all for it. How's the uh, brand going? I see you got a cool hoodie, built one broken. I like the uh, that print, the BWB yeah. print. How's uh, how's that still going? It's going well. Um, we released some some hoodies, um, a new design probably a month ago now that have sold really well, um, really within the college you know campus they've sold really well and we got some t-shirts coming out um here soon probably next month or so too that we're going to release so um they'll all be in shimmer and all that so all right so really locally well. uh, available at shimmer boutique for folks uh, off greenville boulevard uh, you can check that in red banks road yes, sir. uh good stuff yeah it looks it looks good so keep up the good work with that anything else before we let you go for today no sir go pirates all right uh holt nailers inside the players lounge with us our spring football edition clip rock but uh, the players lounge will continue today as we got uh four great ecu players coming up yeah uh cj mayhew Ryder giles bryson world zach agnos and they are coming off uh, it stinks that the only loss of the week came yesterday yeah. because they had a really good week i know it always kind of like it makes you kind of go into the week a little down but they had a great week as you said if you put the four look in the one picture. week yeah can't just dwell on the last game and the one the big picture the one happened most recently right. so uh but we'll talk about that winning week with those guys and a huge game coming up on tuesday big time game against the wolf pack of nc state here in greenville game time has been moved up to 4 30 so take account of that may want to duck out of work a little early okay coming up thursday cool if you're about tomorrow? not having to work or you could sneak out how about on tuesday tuesday when yeah what, tuesday what did i say thursday thursday tuesday i meant tuesday tomorrow so what'd you say um, leave work early yeah if you're not a pirate radio employee i think you should uh, absolutely leave work early dang. close but we can uh maybe we'll try and file a live report with you, you going out there holding them on? yeah i'll be there right after i was gonna go right after practice but we'll be a little late now because practice ends but yeah, heck yeah i'll be out there originally it was set for what six i want to say six or six thirty. Six thirty, i yeah. believe something like which that. which i guess they moved it uh for the cold which you know me, I, I hate the cold, so I'm okay with that. But this is so this, this makes it this harder for fans to get to on a weeknight. Did Do you it. give them a call? Say, hey, change it. Right 
You might, you uh, for might me, I would have actually kept it at 630 because I think it would give time for people to get there more. Right. And yeah. I would balance the, hey, this is better for our fans versus the cold issue. But I, I understand. Well, who changed it? Because Cliff Godwin doesn't talk about the weather. Evidently, somebody does over there. Yeah. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Oh. Don't want to talk about the weather. And heads up, Holden, if y'all are practicing, because Josh Moylan is heating up and sending yeah, balls over Good. to the practice field. So, yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. all for it. Keep your helmet on. I think when you say you don't talk, read, or look at things, you're talking, reading, and looking at things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that seems to be the case. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever listen to what the media says. I'm listening to what the media says. All right, uh, Holton, thanks for joining us, man. Good yeah, seeing you, man. Keep up the good work. Yes, we'll talk to you again next back. Monday. Yep, I'll be back next week. CJ Mayhew warming up in the pen. He'll join us coming up next right here on Pirate Radio Live as we'll talk Pirate Baseball when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Coming up 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Ryder Giles. 4.30, Bryson World. 5 o'clock, Zach Agnos, as we are inside the Players' Lounge here on a Monday, presented by Delcor. Joining us now, East Carolina reliever C.J. Mayhew, coming off a 4-1 and one week. Unfortunately, that one happened most recently, CJ, but we're going to talk about the week as a whole, and it was a good week for you guys, beating UNCW, Elon, and then winning a series over VCU, so got to be feeling pretty good, right? No, yeah, feeling really good. Uh, I mean, always coming out, winning a series at home is always big, and then also picking up the two uh, midweek games. How did the UNCW fans treat you guys on Tuesday? We talked about that a lot last <laughs> week. Were they uh, were they friendly? Uh, surprisingly, it wasn't, uh, wasn't as bad as last year. They all they uh they actually had a guy like a security guy in the pen or right beside the pen so we didn't get too much crap out there (laughs) uh got that w on the road always good to win on the road and then with the uh four straight at home winning three out of four of those and man saturday uh kudos to the pirate nation the weather didn't cooperate as much on sunday and it was an earlier start but man saturday it was packed out there great atmosphere for uh, a baseball game no it was it was uh it was slammed out there i remember I was in the dugout and just looking around. It was, I think it was me and a couple other guys, and we were just looking around, talking about how many people was there. We was taking shots at who could who could have the right guess, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, it was awesome. And it was the twentieth most attended game at Clark Leclerc in history. I remember I had to, to read that announcement uh, on Saturday, so that was awesome to see. We also saw uh, some dingers over the weekend, including back to back home runs on Friday from Moiling and Starling um let's talk about those for a moment great to see josh moylan heating up right now but how about starling with the uh, uh it wasn't a bat flip it was a what do you call that a bat <laughs> a strut maybe <laughs> it maybe was a little, maybe a little strut whatever it did it, it looked like he'd uh he'd done that before because nah, he looked yeah. uh he looked pretty good doing it i gotta <laughs> say do y'all grade like how the home runs look and the trots and all that uh 
Mm, I mean, we'll, we'll tell him how good it was, but I mean, obviously, when he first hit it, I I was just looking at the ball, and <laughs> and then when I uh, looked online and saw the video that was posted, uh, it was a uh, was. I mean, I'd give him a pretty good grade. And uh, Carter Cunningham and Bryson Worrell go back to back on Sunday, and man, Worrell hits. Uh, he can hit some no doubters, can he? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy hits the ball hard. Uh, I mean, harder than probably anybody I've ever seen. And unfortunately, uh, that was all for the offense yesterday. It happened early in the game. Pirates scored two runs in the 5-2 to two loss. And, CJ, we talked about how yourself and the bullpen have gotten the starters out of some jams so far this year. Unfortunately, it was kind of the opposite yesterday because Josh Gross might have had the best start of the year for a Pirates so far. Yeah, no, he had a – I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a great start from Gross. Uh, I mean, he's he done it all fall um, pitching-wise and uh, – it showed yesterday that you know all his work he's put in is uh is really paid off. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, um, it was a uh, we gave it to the bullpen and uh we just have to do a better job of trying to keep the score where it is. It was also a week where we saw a lot of middle infielders on the mound, and uh, <laughs> how about Ryder Giles getting the start and looking good? Also pitched well uh, midweek, and then uh, Zach Agnos uh, got some innings in this week as well, helping out uh, the bullpen. No, nah, yeah, uh, Ryder. I mean. He's a good pitcher just because he throws strikes. I mean, he's you know he's going to fill it up. And then Zach's the same way. He's always going to throw strikes. And, um, you know, that's all you can ask. All right, CJ, uh, the, you, you're one game at a time. You don't look ahead, all that. Well, now the NC State game's here, so we can talk about oh, it. Yeah. You know, uh, being a, a, a guy that, that understands that rivalry, how important is it when you, you play teams like this? And how much do you want to beat those guys? I mean, obviously I want to beat them pretty, pretty bad. But, uh, you know, I try not to – to make the game bigger than it is uh try to go in there just like any other game and uh play our best baseball and that'll give us the best chance to win and then after that it's on to conference play so uh you, i think you were the one that said it last week things kind of reset oh and oh once yep. you get into conference yep. play so new lease on life for you guys and we've seen you dominate this conference uh in years past and looks like uh looking at the standings and i talked to aaron fit from d1 baseball last week he says that going into the year, ECU's the favorite. Maybe that's not changed that much, but looks like this thing's wide open in league play. Could be anybody's year this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, just whoever gets hot, I guess. But uh, I mean, we we're uh, focused on this game right now. But after that, we're, we'll be pretty confident heading into uh, conference play on the road at Cincinnati this weekend. CJ Mayhew joining us. NC State uh, does have a number beside their name. I believe they're coming off a sweep against Georgia Tech, so they're playing pretty well. Uh, first pitch time has moved up to 4.30. We talk about great crowds. Uh, CJ should be another good one there on Tuesday, oh, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's packed. Uh, CJ, so let's talk about where you are uh, right now in this season. Uh, what are you doing well? What do you want to improve on uh, the second half of, of the season? Uh, obviously, um, I mean, I've had a okay start of the season, but uh, I'd like to uh, throw a little bit more strikes and not get behind in counts and then uh, – I mean that's that's about it. Is that really the key? Those first couple pitches of an at bat, at bat kind of getting ahead. Over yeah, there? yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get ahead, is there's just opens up more options of pitches that you can throw. So, uh, I mean, when you're behind the count, you, you obviously got to throw something that you you have confidence in as a strike. But once you're ahead, you can kind of put them away with you know you have multiple pitches. So. CJ uh, three six three ERA two and O record on the year. What numbers, if any, do you look at? I mean, is it the, you know the strikeout to walk ratio? Is that something you look at? Is it like what are numbers are important to you? Uh, 
I mean, if, if I'm being honest, I haven't looked at any numbers you don't, okay. this year. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't. I, I don't really look at them. How about as far as the the analytics side of baseball? It seems to keep growing and growing every year. Uh, anything like that? I mean, are you uh, are you old school, like a hundred percent, where you're you know you're doing your thing, or do you look at any of that kind of stuff? I'd say more old school. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, the numbers I they they do play a big part. Uh, just me uh, personally, I don't I don't really know too much about them, so I don't dive deep into them. I kind of let her pitching coach do that yeah and the uh and austin knight and company will also kind of let you know what to expect from the hitters you're going to face too right yeah no nah, yeah he'll um i mean that, that i guess that'd be the only thing that i do is, um coach knight will tell us uh i mean the hitters and some of the hitters on the teams that you know you don't want to let beat us and uh that's about it cj mayhew joining us cj uh you said you saw some of gonzaga memphis last week have you been able to watch any of the tournament uh over this past weekend uh no i mean i watched carolina was it last night that would have been saturday yesterday okay now i forgot oh yeah they (laughs) beat uh st peter's yeah yeah, that's that's the only one i caught up on so final four set carolina versus duke first time ever in the ncaa tournament they're going to meet up and then Villanova, Kansas on the other side. Who wins the whole thing? Mm, probably, uh, I'd say Carolina. Okay. All right. Uh, the Tar Heels are rolling right now. Looking like one of the best teams in the country. This is a stacked Final Four, though. Should be a lot of fun. You'll be uh, in Cincinnati. And uh, the championship's next Monday night. So uh, you'll be able to at least watch that one if you want to. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming up next Monday. All right, CJ. Uh, so um, I don't know how we feeling heading into NC State tomorrow. Team coming off a loss but coming off a four and one week so i don't know how do you how do you balance that you're only as good as your last game where you lost that one but you've won four out of five going into tomorrow so what's the feeling yeah uh obviously losing the last game uh i mean i think it it kind of makes us a little hungry for uh, for tomorrow so uh we'll be ready to go good deal cj uh well good luck man and well uh who knows when we'll see, we might see you on the mound tomorrow <laughs> might see hey the way cliff's going this year we might see you start a game coming up <laughs> soon we have seen a a lot of different things as he's trying to find the the right formula to get wins but uh y'all keep up the good work man and uh, we'll talk to you again next week oh yeah thank you cj mayhew and the pirates will be taking on nc state coming up on tuesday 4 30 and then it's on to cincinnati as the pirates play the bearcats to open up conference play this weekend we'll take a timeout come back wrap up hour number one and we'll talk to Ryder giles coming up at four o'clock a lot more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, welcome back into a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, the Players Lounge edition of PRL. We've already talked to Hold Nailers. And C.J. Mayhew coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Ryder Childs, Bryson Worrell, also in the 4 o'clock hour. Zach Agnos in the 5 o'clock hour inside the Players' Lounge presented by Delcor. Our ECU baseball recap on Mondays presented by Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau Insurance. You can call Brandon 531-1812 to schedule a review and get a free quote. East Carolina coming off a series win over vcu and a couple of midweek wins unfortunately the one loss of the week is the one that happened most recent and uh shirley do you have uh cliff godwin from yesterday ready to go uh hold on one second let me double check i'm pretty sure i do yep all right let's hear uh his comments uh we'll just hear a little bit of this after the loss yesterday we uh played really good for five innings i thought gross was outstanding um you know been searching for a guy to go out there and take the ball and be a starter and that's what we thought he was going to be, and he was really good today. Had three pitches, fastball slider, and his changeup. You know, it's my fault. I shouldn't have ran him back out there for the seventh. It's not was his, his pitch count was down, and that's what we knew our bullpen was thin as far as those guys have been running out there so much. And, uh, of course, he walks the leadoff guy just because he's out there too long. So I guess that part can be on me, but we got to have some relievers besides Sailor, Mayhew, and Spivey that step up because we're having to go to those guys too much. And, we got too many guys down there that just think this is travel baseball, and it's not travel baseball. So, and offensively, thought we were good early, and then we took our foot off the gas pedal, which has been our mo when we get a lead, and just think we're going to win the game because we're in front. So, good learning lesson there. All right, there's uh, some of Cliff Godwin from yesterday had some positive things to say about his team, and also some uh, relievers need to step up so the top relievers aren't stressed, and also. Uh, Got to uh, have that hungry attitude even when you do put a couple of runs on the board early. And I was there. The way Gross was pitching and the Pirates getting that early lead, it felt like the sweep is coming. And I took my foot off the caring about the game gas. And it doesn't matter what I think, but maybe some of the players did too, at least offensively. The way Cliff Godwin said that. Stay focused. I know. I admit. Stay focused. I started watching the uh, the Miami basketball game while I was in the press box. I did not focus in. I mean, maybe but, uh, part of the loss goes to me. And yesterday. once you did that, not only did the Pirates get down, but Miami gets down and loses big to Kansas. Uh, yeah, Cliff, that was all your all fault. your fault. I You're watched, the only person in there that watches sports while the game's going on. I only watched one. it from tip-off when Miami had a lead at halftime. Yeah, but once you're focused on the EC baseball game, nah, my full- focus strictly to the Miami game, nah. things go downhill for the Canes. And now they're done with the uh, NCAA tournament, thanks to Clip Rock. There I am not taking any credit for Miami losing. Uh, I'll take a little bit for ECU's baseball loss yesterday, but that is all. A little bit, for sure. Uh, Miami done, Arkansas done, as uh, Duke knocks off the Razorbacks. and It was meant to be. What a fun ride uh, it was with uh, both the Razorbacks and Hurricanes. But for the first time ever, it'll be Duke and North Carolina facing off in the NCAA tournament. And uh, never thought we'd see this. And uh, we're seeing it coming up on Saturday night, 849. 
the local sports bars will be absolutely buzzing there's going to be um there'll probably be a divorce or two from somebody you know in your life because of this game there will definitely be a fight or 12 yeah somebody you know will be involved in a fist fight saturday night uh and just there's be a lot of happy folks a lot of miserable people and uh, a lot in the pirate nation that don't care either way about how this game goes but it is going to be quite the spectacle coming up late night saturday night and by the way the game before that you know it could be an even better game villanova and kansas i mean what a what an amazing final four this has been the perfect tournament where we've had upsets overtime clutch performances and now it's just big boys throwing haymakers in the final four this is a this is if, if you could script a tournament this is uh this is how it should go i want to say this right now and i think i said it last week uh maybe off the air but uh the duke north carolina game there will be more eyes on that game than the, the national, national championship, championship. true the, I, I can't wait to see the ratings well yeah game. absolutely because half of the fan half of the people watching this north carolina duke game are going to be sick to their stomachs on monday and aren't going to watch the championship exactly i mean <clears throat> because is this for ultimate bragging rights like you can say acc titles regular season we got more wins in the acc tournament than you but this is going to be the ultimate right we beat you in the final four it's you think about the history of this rivalry between the tar heels and the blue devils and you think of it just this is the peak of the of the history mountain between these two teams and it's, and it's going to go down at 849 on Saturday night. It especially feels that way for the ultimate bragging rights for UNC because if you if Coach K's final game in the his, in his coaching career with Duke ends in a final four loss to UNC, there's there's no oh way God. it gets worse than that for Duke. Yeah. You know They'll what? never live it down. And, right. and there's one guy and look this one guy our former friend our former friend he's not a friend anymore no he is he's still a friend i still love talking charlotte hornets basketball especially after last night's big win in brooklyn atticus on oh, Twitter, our former man. intern one of those yeah he's he's still a tar heel guy oh my gosh dude i i don't think we'd ever hear <laughs> we would never hear the end of it if the tar heels beat the blue devils and sink the coach k ship for the final time for the second time this year the first time being in Cameron Indoor, his last time there. But That's already and bad then enough. In, and in we were wrong. Stamp on his career. We were wrong saying that 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 the, the North Carolina has the ultimate bragging rights for beating him in Cameron. Now, if Duke comes back and wins this one, that Watched one's forgotten. Yeah, that one's completely forgotten. Well, I didn't. I knew this was going to happen. I had a feeling. Oh, this you was did. Happen. Good call, man. Way I, to go. I had a feeling that this was going to happen. That's why I never said <laughs> that was the last two raw between these two teams. Is it on your bracket? No, but hey, go back. Look, <laughs> go back to that. I want to go go back to that schedule for the Final Four. All right. Hmm. Phil Shirley, give Kansas. me some uh, March oh, no. Madness music. And this is the transition. Duke, because we have Wait, to say congratulations. No, we don't. Villanova, Kansas, and Duke. They look familiar. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're in my final four. Because <laughs> I have those three teams in my final four. Yes, I did have Baylor in my final four. Yes, I have Baylor winning the whole thing. Who needs a whole bunch of Bears As when we, you got Wildcats? 
We got Jayhawks and you got Blue Devils. Tell the people. Let's take a look at the uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Coming in in last place, Jenny. That's all I wanted to. All right. First place with 68 big points. Chandler Honeycutt, Lord of the Brackets. I am the bracket god. And oh, now, no. in second place, myself and Ellery with 56. If my math is right, the most points I can get in this thing is 67. I believe you have this mathematically won, Chandler. I think it's over. I think we can stop the count. It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. We can call it a day. There'll be some shuffling around in the middle, but... If Kansas beats Villanova and Kansas wins the championship, Chandler will have me beat by one point, to which then I will launch a full recount of the entire tournament to see if Chandler got an extra point somewhere. But as of right now, Chandler uh, is going to win our March Madness pool. Oh my gosh. Give me all the bagel man I can get. Which I think is great because I'm going to take a lot of credit for this because Chandler, producer of this show, listens to my knowledge each and every day when it comes to college basketball. And I feel like I've really helped him along the way. I feel like I'm going to take a little bit of credit in your championship. And you know what? Rightfully so, because I have learned a lot from Clip Brock, and I appreciate it. I'm so glad that you're right behind me along with Jonathan Ellerby. That's right. Somebody you know, give me a break. <laughs> I thought you'd be good at something. Mm, mm, be good. Mm. Do something worth talking about. How about you Almost keep, gave how you about a betting you keep your conversa- our conversation out of your mouth? Again, you're, you're the king of almosts. This is terrible. You almost is, gave me a betting winner this yesterday. This is the worst day in my short pirate radio history. <laughs> I appreciate you it. You know what really grinds my gears? What's Please that? tell me. If you look in fourth place, last week, my friend Cashel, who is in the pool, who runs security for pirate radio, That's right. was tied with me at 37 points last week. Now, when oh, uh, dear. when I filled out her... her uh, Basically, I helped her fill out. I just told her the games, and she told me who to put down so she could fill out a bracket. She completely guessed and has three of the remaining Final Four teams left. And guess what? And leapfrogged from, you know, the lower half of the pack to fourth freaking place. Did you say y'all were tied at 37? We were last week, yes. And now you you still have 37. I still have 37 because I have no Final Four teams left. (laughs) Yikes. So uh, there you go. Oh, I got one more thing to say. This What's is the that? last week I can do this. Oh, and uh, this is March. Thank you. And you see where Bryce Williams is. Bryce is Williams, not. middle of the pack. That's right. And he has North Carolina as a champion. Can even move up further. He can, in the he can move up even further. So uh, congratulations to Bryce Williams on a pretty good, pretty good bracket compared to others, including and, and the we bracket. we laughed at him when we we got his bracket. No, bracket we thought, he's ahead of the bracket god, Glenn yes. Griffin. Yeah, he did have uh, Creighton and North Carolina in the national championship, but now half of that is potentially correct. Yeah, with Carolina still in the uh, in the final four. Been a fun tournament. Going to be a great uh, March Madness uh, final four as well. I want to shake your hand, sir. Thank you. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Good job. Just remember the folks that counted your points if you win that bagel man. Thank you, Shirley. Okay, I'll Good get job. you lunch. I'll get you and Morgan lunch. 
All right. <laughs> you have a question for a bit we set up before the show? Oh, yeah. You got a question for me? Do yeah, you remember well, you were going to ask me a question? We were going to do this bit that we set up before the show? Oh, yeah. No. Well, first of all, slow your roll. You're talking to the pirate radio we gotta take a break do the bit okay all right <clears throat> my bracket's hold on, looking hold on. good like places places everyone all right <laughs> so my bracket's obviously looking good hey yeah work. you did a great job on your bracket yeah well now you usually do a family bracket challenge at yeah. home yeah how how's judy how's judy's bracket what did you just say to me you i just i just said how's judy's bracket keep my wife's name out your f- mouth <laughs> You really want me to slap? You him? heard the man. You heard we the man. We said this though too. Whoa, whoa! We gotta go to what break. What are you doing? All right. Uh, no more pre-planned bits. It's horribly staged. <laughs> that was worse than the uh, staged one we saw last night. You might have made more connection at the award show. <laughs> I think I did. All right. Panthers her around the world. NFL draft hats are out. Do you like it, Chandler? I don't think it looks that bad. No, I'll tell at. you one thing. That's the best one we've had in a few years. Well, that doesn't look too bad. The one there was one year where the Panthers had one, and it looked like you would get it at like Wings in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have a Confederate flag and a Big Johnson? Uh... No, but it had the the state of South Carolina logo there, and that's what really. Uh, and it yeah. was like three different logos on one hat. So too much. Oh, so yeah, a typical it was giving like me a wing vibes. No All fear right. hat. Bracket champ Chandler Honeycutt's here. When we return, we will talk to. I got another update on. Ryder Giles' resume on his business card. ECU shortstop, ECU slugger, ECU closer, and now ECU weekend starter. Ryder oh, Giles there you go. will join us when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20 thousand dollars each year consider helping a neighbor with guc's neighbor to neighbor program now let's head back in to prl here's clip brock what a handsome man my football coach is uh, the most handsome man out there is the super bowl champion coach sean mcvay's sean McVay's looking buff they had they got that uh that picture up of all the nfl head coaches in their casual wear Did, has mcvay always been that buff he's got some guns on him I mean, it's crazy. I feel like, like we're in that Dumb and Dumber scene. He must work out. Or with Troy Dreyfus every time he's on the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get our wits about us and uh, talk more ECU baseball. Inside the Players' Lounge, presented by Delcor, joining myself and Chandler in the Pirate Radio Studios. We've introduced him as ECU shortstop. We've introduced him as ECU closer, ECU slugger, power hitter. 
Well, he's now ECU weekend starter, Ryder Giles, joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Ryder, how you doing, man? Doing good. What's going on? So, do you take out the trash too? The <laughs> weekend starter. <laughs> yes. What? Uh, when did you get the news that you were going to be starting on Saturday? <clears throat> um, Friday night after the game. So when we all got it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe five minutes before. Uh, now we've seen you obviously pitch and, and pitch well in games. And did you start midweek? Yes. Yeah, uh, you started midweek. You started yep. against uh, Wilmington, right? Yeah, Tuesday. So you you started before, but like, I don't know, weekend starters, a little bit of added pressure. Like, do you yeah. feel any different that Friday night or Saturday leading up to the game? No. Um, I got to watch more golf before the game, which was cool. I didn't have to be out on the field as, as early. Ah, interesting. So I got to chill in the locker room and watch some golf. So. Okay. That was cool. Unfortunately, HV3 lost yeah. uh, in his group to Kepka and them, yeah. so he did not participate. He will be in the Masters. He though. is, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, so the only change is you got to watch more golf, so I guess you like being a weekend starter. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ryder, you are a pitching machine, and by that I mean you're like a human pitching machine. Like You just pump in strikes, Yeah. and I guess that's one thing that Cliff Godwin and, and AK and, and everybody likes about you is – you just don't fall behind in many counts so i don't know i guess that's something you pride yourself in right yeah it is um hitting is really hard to do and um you know a good hitter's got a 30 percent chance to get a hit so i mean if you do the math there you got a better shot of getting him out um so if you throw strikes and uh i think i mentioned it in the post game um you know our defense has been really solid for several years and so throwing strikes letting them do their thing it's uh it's a pretty simple game when you break it down i was thinking about that yesterday too east carolina and we saw vcu commit a lot of errors but mm-hmm. uh very good defensive week for east carolina in the four to one victory and uh and we that was on display yeah absolutely um you know i think it kind of goes up and down uh the lineup there's uh no really holes on the field at all so that's that's a great feeling as a pitcher and um you know as an offense too you try to get a couple runs and then you know that defense is going to be good I want to highlight uh josh moylan while i'm thinking about it because he got off to that slow start we're starting to see him hit mm-hmm. the ball he launched one uh over yeah. the weekend but his play at first has been really good whether it be just fielding a ball but his throws the second also the stretches at first yeah. he's been really solid over there defensively yeah he has he um he really took it upon himself um you know in the offseason to get better defensively and uh you know he slimmed down a little bit. He uh, he actually looks kind of cut now, which is <laughs> not something I envisioned myself saying six months ago. But uh, he's uh, he's worked really hard and he's he's improved a lot defensively and um, offensively. He's starting to turn it around too. And his exit velocity, you know, not just on home runs but on hits. I mean, Whirl hit some some bombs and yeah. Amac. And you got a lot of guys that can they can hit it, but. I don't know if there was an exit velocity challenge. I think Josh Moylan may win that. Yeah, off, off yeah, that. definitely. Um, Joey Rezik is another guy too. BP he hmm. launches them, so he he'd be in there too. But right. definitely Josh. Yeah, and uh, he's got a little speed on him too, right? Yeah, Rez he can run. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen him on the base <laughs> pass. Uh, so Ryder Giles, the uh, Saturday starter for East Carolina, and you, you get the win, so that's good. Um, both. Okay, can I say something? Are you going to say I'm jinxing something if I say a fact? No, if it's a, I mean, facts are a. It's a fact and it's from the past. Okay. So this is not going to be a jinx, right? Yeah, go ahead. Both uh, Saturday starters, uh, Mason, Delane, 
on vcu side and one Ryder giles on ecu side went into the game with 0.00 eras i just found that fascinating hmm. not and that's all i have to say that was an interesting fact right yeah. no, that's just a fact you can't dispute that, that's facts. an awesome fact okay and, and one of them came out of that game i was, I was gonna say that but i don't want to say crap do we say too much all right i won't say anything else i do want to bring this up though with Ryder because you're not the only position player that goes on the mound yeah. we saw sack agnos on wednesday night just yeah. turn into a different i'm gonna ask him about it when he comes on the show in the yeah. five o'clock hour uh, you know every pitch whether you're on the mound or you know in the field uh the, you're in every single pitch you're, you're in the zone is there a different mentality when you're on the bump though rather than that shortstop i think yeah i definitely um he, i mean with zach you have to get his opinion on it he uh he's pretty fierce up there i, don't I know, know if you've seen that he he really gets into it and um i'm not really one to you know do the screaming and stuff coming off the mound right. but zach he definitely gets into it so I, i'm interested to see what he what he has to say so about that. basically your mindset just kind of stays the same because I, I, I was telling clip uh on friday I, I saw him at the breaker and i said or the breaker <laughs> tiebreakers uh and Getting real casual up here i know and uh trying to make it a regular thing but i was telling i said you should have seen zach, zach agnos uh on the mound he was just yeah. stomping his feet after a strikeout because yeah. we usually see zach and he's smiling he's yeah. like laid back even when he's at second base or shortstop or third base that we saw this weekend he's kind of he seems kind of laid back he's yeah. still in the game but when he's on the mound it's just a whole different animal yeah he does and um Man, it, it's it's pretty fun to watch. To be honest with you, yeah, he, uh, he gets up there and he he's got a live arm, man. He can run up to ninety four, ninety five if he wants to. So, um, I I don't know if it's me not being able to do that that I try to stay a little more calm up there. But um, yeah, definitely ask him. I want to see what he says about that. He said uh, that he takes uh, a little bit of a Jake personality. Kind of reminded us uh, reminded us of the former Agnos that yeah. pitched at East Carolina. We have pictures of him hulking up and stuff. Yeah, uh, Ryder, how much did you pitch in high school? Um, I I pitched quite a bit. Um, I I didn't really start that much. I can't. I usually came in like middle of the game, late in games. Um, so not really too much of the starting aspect, but I did pitch quite a bit. And how cool is? I mean, you've been here for a while now as the everyday shortstop and somebody we rely on in the lineup, but. You know anything it takes to win, right? Like yeah. you're you're doing whatever it takes for this team to be successful, and if that means to come in and eat some innings and not allow a run and a weekend start, so be it. Yeah, um, I think the coolest part is you get another glove too. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah. as a baseball player, you know that's that's the cool part. You get another glove, but yeah, whatever. I mean, whatever the team needs to win, that's uh, that's kind of been a uh, a mindset that I've tried to take on since uh, my freshman year and you know wherever it be if it's third short first second whatever pitching you uh i think i asked you this going into the year but you like your shortstop glove you it's all it's old and worn yeah, in right it is is yes. the pitching glove a little more pristine or yeah it's um yeah it it doesn't really squeeze all the way so those comebackers i gotta be careful but uh yeah that one's that one's formed a little bit better a little nicer smells better <laughs> and you come out to uh low rider as your warm-up music for yeah. pitching that, that's a nice touch what's your remind me of your walk-up song again uh hitting yeah by the world okay yeah, yeah i'm not familiar with that one yeah. but we all enjoy the uh the low rider when yeah. you're warming up to that yeah good touch i really like um bad company 
which is uh jake hunter i want to say yeah for a young guy to have that classic rock that's a pretty badass wa- uh, warm-up song <laughs> yeah too. it is i it like is. that I, I think he probably had some help with that one i think he's a little young for that hey, definitely young for that yeah. but uh but i like that call all right so coming <laughs> off a four and one week and as i'll say to all the guys unfortunately that one happened most recently so how do you how do you look at a four and one week when the most recent one was a loss you know what i'm saying it was a good week yeah. but it didn't end great yeah it's i mean you kind of when you lose on sunday it's you kind of forget you went four and one right. just because you know it sucks ending the weekend like that but um when you go back and assess the week i mean you get a, a, a tough road win at uncw which we haven't played good at historically right um and then elon and pretty crappy conditions weather-wise and then you know a series win at home so all in all it was a great weekend but it was tough to you know end it on a loss and man right you had a lot of people watching you on saturday that was a a regional like crowd at clark mcclair yeah i went down to the bullpen like the seventh inning to uh i can't remember what i was doing i was talking to chuck i think and i looked back i was like man it there's a lot of people out here <laughs> it, was, you, it was a great atmosphere did you earn a jungle jump saturday i forgot to look i and did see. okay I did, good yeah good yeah that was pretty cool and look we're, we're used to seeing whether it be you and norby up the middle <laughs> you and agnos uh now we're starting to see more of joey barini jacob starling and 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 by the way his uh if it's not a bat flip, it's a bat yeah. drop. Is yeah, that like a pimp walk. It's like yeah, that, I would yeah, I would describe it as pimp walk. That's good. Do you yeah, guys? Uh, did you go back and review the film on that? Because he looked yeah. pretty cool doing that. He did. He looked very comfortable doing it. Norby, <laughs> Norby uh, quoted the tweet and said that looks familiar, but that's just Norby making everything about himself. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I didn't see that, yeah. but that's interesting. But uh, no, seeing these guys get in the lineup and produce. Not only great for the now, but kind of good to have for the future too, right? A pirate yeah. baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Star and uh, we call uh, Joey Brina. We call him Shaq. Um, so interesting nickname for him. But uh, Shaq and Star, they uh, they work really hard, and you know they're both great players, and we're we're starting to see that. All uh, right. Should I ask about the Shaq? I was going to ask too. How, yeah. How so, did that come about? so he uh, freshman fall um, first day of practice he comes out we're taking ground balls him and i at short and uh he's got these i mean he's a smaller guy you know like smaller guys wear like the um low top like fast cleats Mm. and like the catchers wear the big high top clunky ones he comes out to shortstop wearing these big clunky (laughs) i was like man you got the shack 3000 that's great shack i like that so we just we started calling him shack and it stuck and um He's got it on his glove now, too, so he's fully embraced it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shaq will be the real Shaq as Joey Barini goes to Cincinnati on Friday. The real Shaq will be in Greenville at Doggy Jam. Right across yeah. the street. On Friday. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys going to be there? Uh, uh, I'll be, be here. here. Somebody from Pirate Radio will be there, and hopefully we can get Shaq on for a few minutes. That'd be sick. So that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be sick. Uh, one day, Ryder, you'll be able to do this cool stuff yeah. when you're done playing baseball. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But unfortunately, you got a uh, a baseball series to go <laughs> in at Cincinnati. Before that, it's NC State tomorrow at home. It's got to get the juices flowing a little yeah, bit, right? Absolutely. First time uh, I've ever played them in the regular season. We played them once in the regional freshman year, but first time playing them in the regular season. So, so cool. l- last Tuesday you started against an yeah. in-state opponent. Could it be the same tomorrow? I have no idea. 
I guess we'll find out we when you do. Find out, yeah. I, if you guys, you guys probably will find out before I do. So. <clears throat> no, that is interesting though. That uh, well, I mean, did you have any idea on that Friday that you might be throwing some the next day? Like, I, I yeah, I okay. kind of had a feeling. I didn't know that I'd be starting or yeah, whatever. But I, I kind of had a feeling I would be throwing at some point. Your confidence level has to be at an all-time high right now while you're on the mound, right? Yeah. Like, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, feels good. Yeah. And I, you hear the term, like, pitching to contact. You're not up there throwing 98. You're, you're getting your strikeouts here and there, but yeah. you're you're trusting the defense behind you, right? Yeah, well, I can run it up to 98 if I want to. I just choose yeah, not to. Yeah, and show just – Yeah, I just choose not to. So, okay. Um, Why are you choosing not to? That would be cool to see. Yeah, um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> How many pitches do you have? Four. What are they? Um, fastball, slider, changeup, sinker. How fast is your change? It's about 75, 77. Okay. 75, 77. And your sink, how often do you throw the sinker? That one is like, that one I'll usually, that's the one where I go like into a righty or into a lefty, just kind of try to get on the hands a little bit okay um so that one's i mean that one's you can't really tell the difference between the fastball velo wise it's usually about the same um like 80 even if i'm feeling good maybe 84 85 but all right and man that's got to be hell for a righty to with that arm angle yeah. you got and you're at the very end of the mound yeah. over here right yeah did you hit that guy in the left-handers batter's no box? no i didn't and they went and reviewed it and said you still hit him yeah the kid the uh, the angles are not good i don't think yeah but j-dub uh no ryan ryan was catching he said uh he said the umpire didn't say anything the batter looked at him and said i think that hit me and then, <laughs> and then the umpire awarded him first base wow so yeah. i was like that's he, he didn't even say that hit me he said i think that hit me yeah and he if you go back and watch it he didn't even react like right it took him a couple seconds to and blue was like you know moving. what yes it did Take you know first what you look very trustworthy and yeah. i'll say this credit to that <laughs> like a trustworthy fella credit yeah. to that hitter because as fast as you're throwing to pretend he didn't feel it yeah you knew he, that stung yeah when, when a rider giles fastball hit you yeah 98 miles per hour it, yeah it had to have hurt credit to him for not rubbing it for not even reacting well he didn't play on sunday so he was probably still <laughs> oh my god that's right <laughs> that's right he pinch hit he yeah. came in late he, he was, was still so banged short. up the coach is like hey you good to go after yesterday <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> All right, Ryder Giles joining us. And, uh, Ryder, keep up the good work, man. You guys, it's just one game. Us fans put more in it uh, than it probably deserves. But any extra for NC State tomorrow or just another nine-inning game? Another nine-inning game, but there will be some uh, there'll be some uh, rough feelings both ways, I'm sure. So it'll probably be a pretty good one. And you're getting into league play where you start to know some of the competition guys you've played against over the years. Who's the uh, the chirpiest team in comp- in the American? That's got to go to um, <clears throat> the Corey Glores down there. In, uh, ah, Tulane. Tulane. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Corey. Though. You'll be seeing Corey uh, coming up later on in April. Yes. Looking forward to it. I think it was – it must have been the guys before – it was the Packard – Brickhouse era, I think South Florida. They hated those guys, yeah. right? Yeah, I think um, you know the Gavin thing too. Telling that guy to get back. Oh yeah. yeah, and then he, yeah. and then he, yeah. We won't say what happened. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of former players, 
How about Burley getting a hit <laughs> off of Degrom? Did he go Degrom and Scherzer? Degrom and Scherzer in the same game. Yeah, that'd be like you striking out. And there's name a, some guys, Acuna and Freeman, back to back. And something. there's a there's a stat out there where I believe only 13 players yeah. got a hit off of them last year. Yep. And now Burley had one off of each in the uh, same day. Pitcher. Yeah, in the same day. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. All right, Ryder. Well, good luck, man. And uh, where, whether we see you in the mound or in the field yeah. tomorrow or at the dish, whatever. You'll, you'll be you'll be playing baseball. We know that for a yeah. fact. Just don't know. Where. <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't know where. Do you have a uh, championship pick for? Uh, next monday night who's going to survive the final four and win the championship uh coach godwin's probably going to hate me for saying this but i gotta go with the heels all right uh i think cj said the same yeah so so. y'all might have some extra running to do yeah we might be (laughs) all right Ryder. thanks man enjoyed it thanks for having me Ryder giles joining us east carolina weekend starter uh putting together a great performance against vcu on saturday Pirates and Pack Tuesday, 4.30, Clark LeClaire, and then this weekend on the road at Cincinnati. When we return, we owe Bryson Worrell some spins on the Tilt-A-Whirls. He dropped a bomb on a Sunday. What do you got, bombs. You want one? Yep. Tristan Newton has entered the transfer portal. Mm. And Tristan just released a note in his own Twitter page that says, ECU, thank you for welcoming me in with open arms. I want to thank my teammates and coaches. Because without you guys, I'm no one. With that being said, I will be entering the transfer portal for my last two years left of eligibility. Love forever, Pirate Nation, end quote. Damn. Did he say anything about that picture he took with me at Subdogs? Yeah, he said, shout out my friend, Clip Bro. Yeah, that's nice. But I think he said, this is the reason why I'm entering the transfer <laughs> portal. <laughs> Damn. Oh, boy. Oh, well. That uh, that Newton enters the transfer portal thing last week doesn't look so good, right? Yeah, now. his brother entered the portal on Friday, and we made a joke about it and tried to troll people. And this is what happens when you troll people. All right, let's well, take a uh, break. Yeah, I guess I'll be back for the rest of the show with Bryson Whirl when we return after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Give them a call today at 919-292-5532, or you can visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here. If you're just tuning in, breaking news, was hoping this was not going to happen. Was holding out some small glimmer of hope, but... The odds are, if you're an all-conference player at East Carolina in basketball, you are going to transfer. At least that's happened the last couple of years. Back to back. Chandler reminds me. Jaden Gardner last year. And Tristan Newton uh, announcing eight or so minutes ago on social media that he will be uh, entering the transfer portal. So i got to imagine that one team is probably going to pick up two Newtons because his brother entered the portal. There was some rumors that if Joe Dooley stayed as ECU basketball coach, 
we may have had two newtons on the roster uh next year but instead we'll have zero tristan newton heading to the transfer portal was really fun to watch kind of weird to have an el paso texas kid playing ball at at east carolina so i'm assuming he uh returns to the state of texas a likely landing spot could very well be texas a&m where former east carolina assistant coach steve rockefort is uh coaching in the nit they're at, and guess who else is in uh, madison square garden tomorrow night in the nit who's that my former favorite team st bonaventure you, we were here when they missed those free throws that knocked them out of the A-10 tournament. And you threw away your St. Bonaventure shirt? I threw away my shirt. I'm done with them, and they haven't lost since. They've played very well, so good for them. Maybe they needed that. Maybe they needed <clears throat> you to break away from them. Maybe I was the anchor holding them down. You said it, not me. Speaking of bad basketball news, let's go over Bryson World's bracket real come on, quick. Come on, come on. <laughs> Bryson said off the air he may have the worst bracket of all time. And you went over your final four, Bryce, and you had Gonzaga. No shame in that. Yeah. A lot of people did. Um, you trusted the SEC too much with Kentucky and Auburn, who didn't make it out of the first weekend. Nope. And your other team, Arizona, lost uh, in the Sweet 16. So, rough year for you, Bryce. Yeah, not a very good bracket. That's all right. No, you're good at hitting a baseball. <laughs> and, by the way, we owe you some spins. Should we get them out of the way? Uh Bryson went deep on Sunday. Now, we could do this on our own, or you could spin us. It's up to you. It's up to y'all. Yo, I want to see y'all spin it this time. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do four How, spins each. Year. All right. Four spins? Did you get any other hits yesterday? Yeah, I had one. A uh, single? Yep. All right. We'll five. do five. Let's All do it. Right. <laughs> My chair's out of control. <laughs> Three. Four. This does not look five. good, fellas. Oh, jeez. Busy? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Hey, that's what a tilt world does. Bryson, you hit uh, no doubters when you hit them, too. That's got to feel pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. And the one you hit yesterday, you hit it into the wind, too, which has got to tell a lot of people about yeah. the power that you had. Yeah, I will say point. Carter's before mine was also impressive because that was into the teeth of the wind. Yeah. Like the wind was going straight in. the right kind of, field. Yeah, kind of across in from center. And that was pretty impressive. Two separate times that the Pirates went back-to-back uh, yeah. in home runs yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, so. Star and Moylan on Friday night. Yep. So I did not notice. I was there on Sunday. I was watching the TV at Tiebreakers, Chandler. We were watching it. Uh-huh. Uh, when the back-to-backs happened on Friday night, and Jacob Starling, he admired his work. No, that was actually a pretty cool um, pimp job. Wasn't it? <laughs> awesome. That was sweet. Do you now? Are you a? You're not much of a pimper, are you? No, nah, I have. I kind of don't want to get embarrassed when I hit one and I think it's gone, and then right, I look yeah. up and the left it or catches at the wall or something like That's that. That's a good way that to be. That would be pretty embarrassing. Ronald Acuna's done that a couple times, and it <laughs> uh, he's ended up like at first base instead of second. So run him out, Bryson. Act like you've been there before. Keep that up. Uh, but uh, but good work and a good week for you guys. And I asked Ryder this a moment ago you know how do you describe it on this monday where you go four and one you win a series but your last game is a loss it's yeah. kind of a so how do you look at it when you come in here on a monday um i guess it's kind of like a mix of emotions because you want to you want to seal that uh weekend sweep and get that win on sunday but um yeah overall i mean would be a bunch of quality opponents this week i um, going to the uncw that's always a really tough place to play so yeah, we'll take a four in one week, but definitely wish we got that win on Sunday. Yeah, and your home run was the last run the Pirates scored, and 
Cliff Gowan said yesterday that you get a 2-0 lead and I don't know, sometimes you start feeling good about yourselves. I got to be honest, watching Groves pitch and you guys with a 2-0 lead, I was thinking sweep. And uh, I don't know, maybe some of the players did as well. You got to kind of keep that foot on the gas. Yeah, I think that's what we did a good job of on Friday and Saturday too. Um, We got early leads and we kind of added on a little bit towards the end of the game. Um, Ended up scoring more runs, which kind of helped us out because they hit that three-run home run, I think, Saturday that put them within like two or three runs, I think. Uh, but yeah, we did that yesterday, and it kind of sucks because Groves. I mean, he went out there and pitched his tail off yesterday. I mean, that's the best I think I've ever seen him pitch here. Maybe the best start of the season for a Pirate starter. Jake Kuchmaner's had some good ones as well, and we'll give some credit to, once again to Ryder Giles. How about him, uh, the shortstop coming in to start on Saturday in front of a big crowd, and, and did what he does: threw strikes, got ahead, and then looked good. That was awesome. I mean, that was the second start of the week. He started against UNCW too, and. Uh, I know it's probably weird for him because I think that's his second and third start of his career here. But, I mean, he's going out there throwing strikes and getting out, so you can't ask for much more. Have you faced him at all? Yeah, I've faced him a few times. I mean, it's pretty difficult to hit against because, like, you don't see a guy throwing down there from every day. And then his fastball is, like, kind of sneaky because you kind of expect it to be soft from throwing down there. But, I mean, he's a shortstop, so he's got some pretty decent arm strength, so it kind of gets on you a little bit. And uh, we were talking to uh, to Brandon Manning, former Pirate, on Thursday, and I can't remember why it came up, but I asked, did he play any big leaguers in his career? And he said he was on a travel team that went to Virginia and played against Verlander, who was a shortstop. He didn't pitch. Justin Verlander, the Upton brothers, and Ron Zimmerman were all on a team. And he said, we beat them uh on a friday and i was like how the hell did you beat those guys and he said our pitcher was throwing so slow they couldn't like they didn't know what to do with it then they brought in their ace the next day who's up there throwing you know 90s probably and they got beat by like 10 runs so, so just, some justin verlander wasn't the ace on that team i, I guess not <laughs> I guess, that's a great point um well no no they were throwing north carolina was throwing their ace against verlander's okay, got, team gotcha. but for verlander to be playing short instead of pitching yeah that <laughs> is kind of strange uh, but it goes to show that sometimes when that velocity's down 10 miles an hour, 15 to what you're used to, it's, it's yeah, tough to hit, yeah, right? Difficult to hit. And that arm angle, too, you're right. Uh, so, good week of baseball. Now, NC State coming up, Bryson, and it's just one game on a schedule full of, full of a lot of games. But I don't know. Anything added to a, a rivalry game like this? Yeah, I think there's a little bit added to it. I mean, obviously, you're playing against an, kind of an in state rival. Um, you're going to have, hopefully, a pretty good crowd there. We always have a good crowd, so I think they'll be out there but yeah there's definitely some more emotions when you're playing a um, team like that is it any different with baseball compared to like football and basketball where you're you're doing more running and things like that you need that emotion that that crowd behind you how about baseball saturday felt like almost a regional game with all the crowd out there is it do you have to like pump yourself up a little more when there's not a big crowd like that does it bother Uh, you at all not really uh, I think you kind of treat it the same way, but definitely having that crowd out there is going to give you that adrenaline boost when you're up the plate and out in the field. And, uh, man, they showed out in full force on, on Saturday and pretty good crowd yesterday in the 5-2 to two loss to VCU. And you got conference play coming up, Bryson, and uh, everything kind of records uh, out the window once you begin conference play. And uh, looking forward to another good year in AAC play. It starts this weekend at Cincinnati. Yeah, um, <clears throat> going to Cincinnati uh, – they always have a pretty good team. Um, last year, I think, we lost on a walk-off there. I think Norby had a little, a little um, error there. The, they walked us off. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun place to go play. I always join play there. And, uh, Bryson, how about how much do you look around the the landscape of college baseball or the opponents you play? Have you watched any teams coming up on the schedule? Do you just worry about it when the time yeah, comes? Yeah, honestly, or? I don't really watch 
uh, other teams that often. I kind of just see some highlights or something, but I don't really do look too far into it beforehand. And we've talked about it too, as far as scouting goes. You you don't really get your information on the pitchers until pretty close to the game, right? Like yeah. night before, or maybe day of. Most of the times the day of, but if we have some video that we'll watch maybe the day before, um, if we have time, we'll just they'll send it to us early and we'll watch some video. But most of the time, yeah, it's kind of right before game time. So today's considered an off day, but we've talked to you about that. You uh, get some swings in, some lifting in. Yeah. Uh, game day Tuesday, and then you'll hit the road coming up for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So what's like what's Wednesday, Thursday this week like for you with no games? Uh, Wednesday will probably be a lift and a light practice. Um, Thursday is our travel day, so I think I looked at the schedule. I think we leave around 6 a.m., 7 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, fly there. We'll have a practice on Thursday night around 6 o'clock, so – and we talked talk to Ryder and the infielders about this. How about the outfield? Are there the surfaces different places you go as far as fake turf, uh, grass, yeah. things like that? Uh, turf, but also the wall. You kind of have to get used to how different walls play, like running into the wall if it's soft or hard. Is the ball coming off at weird angles? So, yeah, it's kind of getting – it's a little adjustment. Do you have time to, to get figure that out before games? Yeah, before – during our practice, uh, we have on Thursday nights, we kind of go around, we'll throw the ball off the wall. Maybe if it's a turf field, we'll, like, hit some pot flies and see how it bounces off, if it's springy or something like that. Bryson World joining us, East Carolina, coming off a nice 4-1 and one weekend, and the Pirates will now take on NC State. That's uh, Tuesday at 4.30. And I believe they were going to try to get – and maybe i'm speaking out of turn here but michael schwartz to throw out the first pitch i think he's going to be off recruiting on tuesday so the new basketball coach won't be throwing out the first pitch but uh we'll keep you posted on that did you notice chancellor rogers or kurt Kraft throwing out the first pitch did you see those this weekend yeah i did see those i mean two impressive pitches yeah i know um coach Kraft even stepped off and looked the runner back one time and then coach Kraft, right after he delivered that pitch went up to the press box and said hey clip did you see that pitch i was like yeah i introduced you yeah we saw he was like that was good too and i i even stepped off and i was like yeah coach we saw it <laughs> like a kid in the candy <laughs> he was like so jacked up and i was like yeah it was a strike it was a great pitch you saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it. We all saw it. Uh, he was fired up, man. No, Coach, we all turned around uh, when you got on the mound. <laughs> and Bryson Wood made his impressive. Not only did he do the theatrics, but he threw from the mound. A lot yeah, of first did. pitches go in front of the mound. Yeah, he got it all the way there, too. When's the last time you pitched? Uh, high school. I kind of want. I kind of want to pitch. I've been teasing Coach Knight a little bit as a head coach. Give me one bullpen, but yeah. he kind of shuts that down pretty quickly. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you got to show the guys. What, you, what were your uh, – you, th- you a hard thrower, I guess? Um, kind of. I think I was like 88, 90 okay. around there. But I had a pretty decent uh, stat roll my senior year. That explains a lot because there was one game I, I was out there kind of early in the jungle and I was watching you guys warm up. And I, I want to say you were out there warming up and like acting like you were a pitcher. Do you do that a lot when you warm uh, up? Or is uh, that just like you're just fooling around? Or Yeah, I'm just fooling around. Yeah, It's not really anything serious. How about uh, Agnos going up there, hitting 93? Yeah, he, he can chuck it. I, I mean, he looks great in the field throwing. Yeah. He's got a long throw uh, out there in deep short when the ball's hit to uh, his right, I guess, and we've seen that. But, man, he I know yesterday in particular he went 93, and then the next pitch was 84. Got a guy out in front yeah. of it. And that's uh, pretty impressive work by your middle infielder. Yeah, no, he has some good stuff. I know he pitched up in the Capes on this summer too. So, I mean, he's got the, he's got the stuff. And you've you played with Zach a, a while now. What is the Zach Agnos at shortstop, at second base? 
or maybe like at third base like we saw him over the weekend compared to that Zach Agnos that's on the mound? I honestly think it's the same guy. I mean, he's always going to have that emotion when he plays, and, I mean, it fires the rest of the team up too. Yeah. He definitely had that emotion uh, on Wednesday night in yeah, the rain. So he did. that was uh that was fun to see. Bryson World joining us. Uh Bryson, let's see. We got spring football going on. We got a East Carolina uh Tristan Newton in the transfer portal. That's kind of a bummer, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I appreciate you sticking it out here at East Carolina. <laughs> you don't hear about portal and baseball a ton like you do other sports. Maybe it'll happen down the road, but I don't know. Well, you just mentioned it, so it's gonna happen a Damn. lot. Damn. You're right. <laughs> Take that out. Edit that. Take that out. <laughs> What do you think, Bryson? Why is that something that is going to be maybe more prevalent in baseball moving forward? Um, I still think it's pretty prevalent. I just don't, don't think you hear about it as much, um, especially for like us. I mean, we have pretty good culture. I feel like guys want to stick around, but yeah. I think it's definitely something that's start to increase over the last couple of years. Yeah, no doubt. If you weren't playing at East Carolina, where would you be playing? It's a weird question. But I honestly I'll have no clue. <laughs> no idea. No, a good answer. Uh, it's East Carolina or bust uh, exactly. for, for Bryson World. All right, Bryson. Well, I appreciate you hanging out, man. Good luck this week uh, against NC State tomorrow and also Cincinnati this weekend. And uh, we'll have some more uh, ride on the tilt world coming up next week. Sounds good. Appreciate right. it. Bryson World joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live inside the Players' Lounge brought to you by Delcor. Delcor, the service professionals. You can call them today, 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com. When it comes to cooling, heating, and plumbing repair, you can always rely on Delcor. Take a time out. Come back. Have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Zach Agnos joins us at 5 o'clock. We're back with more after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you just need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you here on a Players' Lounge edition of Pirate Radio Live. Players' Lounge brought to you by Delcor. We will talk to east carolina pitcher and infielder zach agnos coming up at five o'clock on today's show double b brian bailey will join us to talk about the final four and more coming up at around 5 30 big news of the day tristan newton has entered the transfer portal and you just got to look at it now as basketball is year to year especially here at east carolina what do you have this year it's hard to build a program with the prevalency of players leaving year in year out so you have to recruit the high schools and bring in those players but really it's 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 what can you get out of the portal and chandler i was telling you that now my focus is michael schwartz bringing in some guys that are ready-made players to be ready to go next year just like vance jackson and alonzo frank this year for east carolina yeah he's definitely going to be going to the portal trying to find those guys that can fill the void of a tristan newton 
uh, and we'll also see what uh, you know other current players decide to do, whether that's stay here at ECU and, and join the Schwartz era or go elsewhere and try to succeed uh, on a different program. But, you know, something I took, and I actually watched, rewatched the um, Schwartz press conference, the Zoom press conference, and if he stays the course and recruits the state of North Carolina and gets some of the, the talent that's here in North Carolina, uh, and he talked about how much talent there was in this state, and we know that. Uh, it's right down the road in, in Farmville. It's right down the road in Kinston. And if he can somehow get these kids to come to East Carolina and play, that's going to be, be a huge uh, step in the right direction for this basketball program. So, But you were just talking uh, – we were talking to Bryson World. We were talking about the transfer portal, uh, how we don't see it a lot in baseball. And that's the thing about ECU baseball each year. That you always find this freshman that's really good, that has a great – you know, rookie campaign, and you look forward to seeing that freshman perform for the Pirates in front of Clark LeClaire Stadium, the crowd there, yeah. for the next at least two or three years. You can't say that for uh, a guy that comes in for this EC basketball program and lights it up his freshman year. The the first thing you think of is a negative thing. I know I do is, you know, well, he's, he might have one more year here, but he's off somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and we don't see that in baseball. In baseball, we're looking towards the future. That's a good point. And uh, <clears throat> in basketball, you're just looking year to year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still on the roster, uh, uh, some young talent we saw this past season when it comes to ECU basketball. Now, Michael Schwartz will make sure R.J. Felton and Alexis Reyes and Javon Small, those guys are – uh, ready to return for another year. Brandon Suggs, uh, going to have to get him back in the mix as well. Brandon Johnson as well, who was a big newcomer for East Carolina. And this is a two-way street now. And coaches probably don't feel as bad or guilty about telling a player, hey, uh, it might be better for you to go somewhere else. Uh, Joe Dooley did that at least twice. Yeah, did, his, did a couple of resets. And, and now that the portal is so prevalent that coaches can say that and maybe not feel as bad as they did uh, in years past telling a player that you don't really fit in here uh i know i recruited you but maybe you should be better off at another place uh so it is a two-way street when it comes to this and we'll see what michael schwartz thinks about his uh, roster that he has returning and once again uh, i guess the most important piece is now tremont robinson white could still be back and play another year and he was key uh last year for east carolina so if you get him and suggs back you would have some veteran leadership the young guys rj felton javon small alexis reyes and brandon johnson coming along but again this roster today on march the 28th it probably look completely different five months from now chandler yeah no doubt about it and that's the, just the scary part of being at a, being a school like East Carolina and being that stepping stone in college basketball, where you know, and we've seen it. We mentioned it a while ago, back to back years that the ECU sees a all conference player for their program uh, go to you know gr- greener pastures. Uh, we saw uh, Jaden Gardner uh, get into the postseason, which was a, a a hope of his when he left East Carolina and went else, elsewhere to Virginia. Uh, so he he got that playing in the NIT this past postseason. Uh, and now Tristan Newton will be looking to do the same uh, and, and following the footsteps of Jaden Gardner. My first thought about Newton transferring was Texas A&M, Steve Rockefeller. In fact, I remember now a show I did. Was it even before last year's start? I just remember, I think it was right when Rockefeller got the A&M job. I was like, if Tristan Newton goes there, I'm going to hate Steve Rockefeller for the rest of his life. I remember Igo was here and it's kind of tongue in cheek, but now it may happen. 
and now i may have to hate steve rocker and you might have to ask for that hat back that you gave him that's right we did a hat trade i gave him a classic ecu hat for a astros like an alternate uh spring training astros hat yeah so i might have to i don't know revisit that trade and maybe try to get my hat back i another option that i go brings up i didn't think about this one at the time when we talked about it earlier this hour but wherever joe dooley lands is a potential landing spot for tristan newton that's right and there's been some potential joe dooley to nc state talk oh my god which oh would really god. make me absolutely sick well see that's the thing we were scared of last year when Jaden garner uh announced that he was leaving the oh, program. Yeah, that's right. we, we were all scared that he was going to make the short trip to raleigh and, and join the uh and join kevin keats in the wolfpack program uh there in raleigh uh thankfully he didn't he did go to virginia he went to the acc just didn't go to the raleigh so now we have that fear uh this year with tristan newton how about this tristan newton goes to in Trist, joe dooley and tristan newton to nc state in exchange for Terquavion smith baby t comes back to eastern north carolina i'd make that trade right now right this second so let's uh i know shirley Rhodes would too this this is uh this is something new in college if we're doing free agency we might as well start doing trades right we'll trade you our former coach unfortunately we've already fired him i was about to say <laughs> i don't think that's going to work if we fire we him. don't have the rights to the coach or the player at this point so our bargaining chip uh is out the window <laughs> right now uh, so maybe just a trade in name only joe dooley and tristan newton for uh baby t in basketball and maybe they throw in like a left tackle as well we'll do a cross sport trade who's the uh tommy tanks is that the state baseball guy yeah how's he doing now i hadn't heard him in a while i don't know there's somebody else uh, at a different school with uh like what four, 14 home runs 13 home runs on the season i mean tommy tanks got to what nine or ten in the first eight games let me find his stats Let's see uh, what Ryder Giles a former, is going to be facing tomorrow. Uh, by the way, a former opponent of the Pirates this year, Michigan. Michigan. Uh, went back to back to back to back home runs yesterday. Four in a row? Four in a row. Did you see how many runs Campbell scored yesterday? 36. 36 runs scored. To four. They had one dude hit three home runs. He had two grand slams. <laughs> oh, wow. They also had two grand slams hit in one inning yesterday over the Presbyterian Blue Hose. So the Camels uh, put it on. Nine RBIs in one game. Tommy White, I guess that's Tommy Tanks. That, that is. He's uh, hitting 359, 12 dingers on the year, 38 RBIs. The Wolfpack are 15 and 8, and they have a number beside their name because last week they swept, last weekend they swept Georgia Tech, I believe. So they're coming off uh, a good weekend of baseball as they get ready for ECU on Tuesday. We'll talk about it from the Pirate perspective with Zach Agnos when we return. What a week it was for Zach on the mound as uh, he is just adding more to his resume. We'll talk about that and a lot more when we return. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live on the way after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live inside the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Delcor and joining us, East Carolina infielder slash pitcher zach agnos earning the win against elon on wednesday and also pitched this weekend as well and uh zach good week for you good four and one week for the pirates how you doing man i'm doing good uh like we mentioned it was a good week uh which could have gone five and oh but um we're not going to be we're not going to beat ourselves up about four and one but overall solid week i'm doing pretty good chandler you brought this up to me wednesday night sports trivia at aj's uh you were like uh Man, this Agnos, he, he's so easy to talk to when he joins us. He's kind of a, a happy-go-lucky guy. Gets locked in and everything, but you said when you saw him on the mound... It was just a different... It was like it, a transformation. You know, it's like, it was scary, because you're... Like like you said, every time we see you, every time you walk in, you're... Gen- like, you really enjoy to be here. You're always just kind of like, go with the flow. What I saw Wednesday night was just like a whole, a whole different person. Uh, you stri- you struck out the side the one time, and man, the, the emotion, the... Just the passion we saw from Zach Agnes, which we see it a lot, but I feel like it was just a different way of expressing it. What is that mindset? What's the difference in the mindset of being at second, at short, or maybe at third, like you were this past weekend? What's the what's the mindset? How does that change when you when you go on the bump and, and start throwing strikes? Yeah, so on the bump, like for me, it's every single pitch. I'm like locked in, locked in, like and I'm getting the sign and get back on the mound. Whereas third base or in the infield. It's like pitch, I'm in already, I'm locked in, boom. Then I pick up Palumbo, see what he wants to do with me. And then usually the pitcher's getting assigned, so I have a few seconds to take my glove off, take a deep breath, kind of veg out. And then right when we're back in, I'm locked back in. So it's like it's a continuous like thing, and it's just locked in. And <clears throat> like you said, I didn't even know I struck out the side. I was just like just getting up there and throwing. I was like, I'm just getting the sign and throwing where he told me to. And if I miss, I miss. Like, I don't care. But – I'm not going to throw balls. I'm just going to get up there and attack zone. So definitely different. Um, Jake actually texted me after the game. We had a good talk. He's like, that's the mentality that you need to take to the plate more often. And he's like, you need to just take it everywhere more often because you'll be a lot more successful and uh, get the results you want. Yeah, I was going to ask you if your uh, your brother had any advice for you. or did he, What positive feedback did he, he give? He actually gave me the highest compliment I've ever received from him. No, I'm just kidding. But he did give me a compliment. <laughs> he said, uh, he, said he, he thought I was great. He said it was really impressive what i did and um he says it carried over into my last at bat when i went up and hit the ball up the middle very first pitch you saw yeah turned on it right yeah and uh he was like and then he sent me a video i was like hey like how's my mechanics look i haven't thrown off the mountain in a while he said i wish i had your lower half which like just how they worked and stuff and Hmm. i was like that's actually a really nice compliment thanks jake save that one i know i was like i'm gonna say i'm just gonna 
start keeping a little note tab of everything. <laughs> but no, it was actually really good. He was he was super pumped up about it. So was John, my other brother, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was fun. I'm trying to find a particular picture. I used to use it a lot, and your brother didn't like it of him. Oh, hulking up. Yeah, after his his hat was like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but we saw some of that with Zach after that strikeout, right? Yeah, he had to be more proud probably of the emotion you were showing and just the. Uh, absolute control you were in so much control of that game when you you got on the mound and uh we saw a lot of that with your brother when he was here too so um the command and and you know yeah. all the words you used with the pitcher it was there for you yeah right? it felt felt really good everything kind of fell into place five strikeouts in an inning and two-thirds uh on the win against elon and you got the win in that game carter spivey came in to get the save and another moment with you and an opposing pitcher Zach, you hit a line drive over the weekend. Was it Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember. Saturday. That hit a pitcher, and yeah. you ran to first, as you always do. They were able to throw you out. It was a great play by yeah. their shortstop. Uh, but immediately after that, your head, your hands were kind of on your helmet, yeah. like, oh, God. Uh, but he's okay. Right? Yeah. I, you know, I I went up there with my approach. I was like, he's going to throw a slider, so I'm going to just sit on it, wait on it. And he threw it, and it was like <laughs> – a little bit inside but i was like i'm gonna really force it up the middle because there's hoover was on second that's like our approach with the guy in scoring position stay inside the ball and i hit it and as soon as i hit it i didn't even like think i just looked and it hit him and i kind of like hesitated and then i was like oh shoot i gotta still i still gotta run I'm playing to first. baseball <laughs> i still gotta run to first right and uh it turns out i thought it hit him right in the throat it hit him in the back of the shoulder thankfully mm. um yeah i was pretty shook up about it for yeah. for that but i was glad to hear he was okay and um i mean i smoked that ball i think it was 106 miles an hour off the bat so oh look he's got the picture of jake right there oh yeah that is the one <laughs> i was looking for full hulk mode uh but yeah that was a scary moment and we saw the concern on your face and you kind of went over there but everybody was yeah. dealing with him so you didn't right. my, get involved. my aunt was at the game and she thought i was saying review the play that i was safe at first <laughs> I, was like, I was like no no review it i was totally safe as no, the guy no. was like rolling in pain <laughs> yeah. No, no. But, uh, yeah i gotta I was, tell you as a, a a guy working those games that is my least favorite signal now is seeing that oh, uh, another review no, but i get it you want to get the call right it's just uh well Ryder says he did not hit that guy um with the ball on saturday and they reviewed it and said they still did so sometimes you can't even get all the angles on yeah it. it's it's you gotta be you, it's gotta be like the perfect play to get like to get it overturned and there has to be, and it's just a lot that has to go into it yeah. angles how blurry the camera it's a lot so uh, good week of baseball, 4-1, as you said. Uh, you were wishing to close it out yesterday. But uh, after back-to-back home runs from Cunningham and World, the Pirate Bats go quiet. And, uh, and and Bryson talked about it, that you guys have been able to tack on some runs, and you needed them because Layden Games team could, could hit a home run and get back right. in it. Uh, but you guys were unable to do that on Sunday. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, we talk about being inconsistent all the time. And once we decide we want to be a consistent team and – really sell it to the approach we get then we'll be a really good team but um until then we have this thing that we call keeping the chain connected um if we don't keep the chain connected basically our offense isn't going to produce and that's you know keeping the chain connected could be getting we could be sitting on an off speed and getting jammed by a fastball that's technically keeping the chain connected because we didn't hit the ball off the end of the bat and we've just been inconsistent with it but i mean we've definitely made a lot of improvements because the first two games i think what did we score eight runs and seven runs the first two games 
Um, yep. So we're we're getting there. Um, we just got to make a few small steps, especially rolling into conference play and uh, t- tomorrow night, especially because they're they're a good team. Yeah, well, you won a pitcher's duel uh, against UNCW and then scored seven, eight, seven in the next. Yeah, th- those are pretty good numbers, right? Yeah. Numbers Solid. you want to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. NC State coming up uh, tomorrow, Zach. Just another game on the schedule. It's important to the fans. Yeah. Important to the program. Uh, it, any added interest in that one for you uh, as a player? No, I don't. Uh, I mean, a little bit. My grandpa, my grandfather went to NC State. Okay, uh, played soccer there, but that's about it. And uh, the only added interest is, uh, I think this game could really turn our season around, especially if we get this win because they're a great opponent, uh, well coached, got a lot of talent, um, and you know, get the fans back invested. You know, I mean, we had great crowds this weekend. Saturday was awesome. Saturday was incredible. But um, no, like I said, nothing really interesting. It's just another game, but. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think if you can't show up for this game tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why you're playing baseball here. Zach Agnos joining us inside the Players Lounge, brought to you by Delcor. You can call Delcor today three two one eight eight six eight. Visit DelcorInc.com. When it comes to cooling, heating, and plumbing repair, you can always rely on the service professionals at Delcor. Conference play beginning this weekend, Zach, and uh, the the slate is clean. Everybody's zero and zero in conference play, and uh, this is a conference that we've seen East Carolina win in the past. I know you're got your sights set on that again. I, I asked Bryson this. I'll ask you: Do you pay attention to how the other teams on your schedule are playing? Do you watch college baseball? Keep an eye on it. Um, if there's a game on ESPN Plus, like me and Mayhew, we'll throw it on and watch it a little bit. Um, we'll check up scores and. I mean, we don't really pay too close attention because, I mean, I couldn't tell you if anybody in our conference is really having an insane year. Yeah. Um, I don't know specific players. Like, I know last year Tulane had their catcher, Bennett Lee, who's having a phenomenal year. I don't even know. I don't know how anybody like that's doing. But, um, no, I mean, if it's on the TV, we'll throw it on, watch it a little bit, see, talk about what we see. That's pretty much it. Uh, do you uh, you think we'll be seeing you on the mound coming up tomorrow? There's a chance. Okay. There's a chance. I don't know. I don't know. That's I feel like uh, you guys should have inside info, but Ryder said he didn't know he was starting Saturday until Cliff said something to the press Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes you find out when we do. Uh, right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a, usually, he, I mean, usually he'll tell the pitcher they're starting, but he won't tell everybody else just so that the pitcher can start getting like gotcha. locked in and their routines if they have one. Well, so. you said post game last Wednesday that you come to the park thinking you could pitch yeah. just to have it in your head right yeah. but you don't really know for sure don't know at all i really don't i like to um when we warm up to throw before in and out i usually like to throw like my change up in my slider just to make sure they're okay um just so that if i do come in i have I still have a feel for it it's not like a foreign grip to me so well that arm is live and ready to go because you've made a ton of throws between third and short this year over to first and that's a long throw that you have to make in a hurry (laughs) yeah it is it is it's something that you know especially at third i had to learn how to get the ball in my glove a little bit quicker because it's a little bit farther than shortstop at times a little bit closer short like the one on friday that ball was really far and um my arm was still still a little sore from wednesday uh but i just literally i didn't even look to where to throw it i was like i gotta get rid of this ball but uh no it's just pretty much instincts and just trust in my arm because i know i got a good enough arm to make the throw for me this is outside looking in i may be completely off but like 
Connor Norby was not really known for his defense. He was more of a, a hitter. Yeah, I would Amac and Moylan. I would say are similar to that in that same camp. But I got to give them credit. I talked about it earlier. Moylan on his throws to second yeah. to get the lead runner on his stretches on just fielding the ball. Yeah, he's looked really good. And Amac's made some good plays in third this year. Amac's been a vacuum. And, yeah. Um, you know, that's Josh Moylan, that play he made with the push bunt, the dude pushed the bunt yeah. and threw it to me at short. That's one of the most under underappreciated plays of the I admit I was saying no, no, no watching the game. And well, I was like, no, 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 yes, great play. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, that dude that was that laid the bunt, he's really fast, like one of the best runners on their team. And that's, I mean, Josh Mullen's coming off the bag. The pitcher can't beat the guy there. The second base, so the only play. That was his had, only play. That's the only play you have second base. And that's some, I, I mean, we worked on that play so much last year because we had Gavin and Carson and couldn't hit them. So people just started bunting off All right. So we were like, we got to figure out how to uh, defend that. And uh, How much uh, was there communication going on? There was a lot of twos on the field, two, yeah, two, two. I was screaming two. <laughs> yeah, I was screaming yeah. two the whole way. I really don't hear anybody other than myself when I play. I'm like, and I'm pretty loud. So, <laughs> <laughs> and look, as as much stress as y'all put on opposing teams with your bunting, with moving around, you guys got to be prepared for it in the field yeah. as well, right? Right. Uh, and we were able to see you guys. I guess this is part of the the chain, right? The uh, the manufacturing of runs, oh, yeah. all that that you guys were able to do last week. Right. Yeah. Keeping the chain. Uh, Zach Agnos joining us. Bryson World said he had it, maybe the worst bracket in America. Uh, I don't know if you filled one out. You're not a big basketball guy. But it is Carolina Duke, Villanova, yeah. Kansas. Maybe the best Final Four of all time. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Who comes out of it? Who's going to win it? I'm going to say Kansas. My high school coach, uh, he's big. He's from Kansas. All big. right. They're big Jayhawk fans. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say that for you. You're welcome, Coach B. I hope that's the case. That would uh, that would help me out. So, is that who you got? I have them winning. Um, and I have something else that we'll talk about once you're out of school because we don't. <laughs> gambling is not appropriate <laughs> especially if you're a student athlete that's so right we don't talk about any of that that's right uh all right zach so <laughs> the week ahead looking forward uh to the trip to cincinnati are you guys able i think i've asked you this are you able to enjoy any of the cities you go to or is it all baseball not really no we yeah. just pretty much baseball we show up we get there i mean usually sometimes we'll take us out for a team meal somewhere i know like last year when we were at vanderbilt we went to a nice restaurant we're in florida i think what's like cheesecake factory so we get to not explore but uh so when you go to like new orleans will Corey glore be able to take you out on the town or uh, uh <laughs> probably not he's a traitor no I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's right no, no i'm just kidding love Corey, but uh no i'm sure we'll be able to just peek out from the bus window i hear you yeah but well, uh i remember asking jeff charles the football and basketball announcer and he says no nah, clamp it's just hotel rooms different yeah. hotel rooms that's yeah, about that's all you say that's it and i also hate flying so conference play is mm. a bad time for me yeah you can ask Ryder. he every time we're flying he always finds where i'm sitting to see me in my chair <laughs> with a death grip on the ball on the uh armrest and just eyes clenched everything freaking out i'm just i'm a, <laughs> I'm a bad person to fly You're not with. the all-in-one, buddy. I <laughs> well, good news. You got Cincinnati, Tulane, Memphis. So that's – but that's it. As far oh, really? As, that's the only I trips think. I'm counting. No, we got to play – you You said UCF, right? Oh, did I miss Orlando? Yeah. I did. We got Sorry. God. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. Oh. You'll, get, you'll, you'll get through this. <laughs> and then we got to go to Clearwater, too. 
Yeah. And then your other destinations yeah. in postseason. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Zach, it is one day at a time, all that. How much during the season do you think about postseason baseball? Um, so, It's got to come up. Yeah, it, it yeah? comes up. Um, This year, I really haven't thought of it as much as last year. Because last year we were just, I was like, all right, let's see if we can get a national seed. Let's see RPI. And this year I'm really just focused on like, hey, let's win this game. Yeah. And now let's win the next one. And now let's win the next one. <laughs> and let's win the next one and see where that takes us. Because if we just keep stacking days, we're going to end up in a good place. But uh, I mean, I've thought about it. <clears throat> I've thought about whether what, what's going to happen this year, like what our possibilities could be. I haven't really thought of anything other than hosting a regional. But uh, again, I don't, I don't really know how postseason works. I just play where they tell me to play and when when to play well just uh that'll be 4 30 on tuesday you will be playing the That's game right. time has moved up uh, i saw that to 4 30 and uh should be a great crowd as I, I told cj he was like man i hope it's a good crowd and i said maybe late arriving like yeah. there'll be some people there when you throw out the first pitch but i'm thinking by like middle innings yeah it like should be third, fourth fifth yeah that's what i saw i was talking to bryce and i said how many people do you think will be there? he's like i don't know it got moved up and i was like 3500 he's like i don't know i was like okay i don't know because i haven't played i've never played nc state this is my first time playing state oh yeah they hadn't been on the schedule in Mm -hmm. recent years so uh they're back on and uh yeah there'll be a lot of people out there to see the pirates and the wolf pack go at it coming up on uh tuesday zach thanks for hanging out with us man good luck this week and thank you guys always have a blast thank y'all Zach Agnos joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. We will take a timeout, come back. Brian Bailey going to join us a little later on. We've also got some ECU football audio to get to. Mike Houston, Shane Calhoun, and Miles Berry from Saturday at East Carolina Scrimmage. One more scrimmage to go, then the spring game. And uh, we'll talk a little Pirate football when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a monday a players lounge monday great to talk with cj mayhew Ryder giles bryson whirl and zach agnos coming off a four and one a week and that was their last five game week uh, of the year so keep stacking three and one four and oh weeks together and let's see where the chips fall at the end of the year and a big one coming up on tuesday 
East Carolina NC State coming up at 4.30 and we'll be uh, watching that one and keeping up, uh, keeping you up with what's going on if you're unable to be out there so stay tuned uh, coming up Tuesday as they'll begin at 4.30. It was uh, also great talking and catching up with Holt Nailers too as we get closer and closer to spring, uh, the spring game coming up next Saturday. Uh, gave us some names, Pop McKay, Nemo, Squire? Squire. I, I, I keep thinking of Quate Smire, Nemo Squire, and Pop McKay getting some carries there behind the two guys that we know all about in Rajay Harris and Keith Mitchell. And then reeled off a few receiver names. He said we know about Josiah Hatfield at this point. But Kerry King had at least one touchdown in the spring game last year. Yeah, two. Okay, was a bit of a spring darling. And we're starting to hear more of his name again this year. Is he a guy that you know translates from spring to fall because we're gonna have to have somebody step up cj johnson still suspended at this moment no tyler sneed no audio matosho those guys by the way uh matosho and sneed along with others will be at ecu pro day on tuesday we'll be out there uh with video audio um also pictures all that we'll have interviews so looking forward to that coming up on tuesday but chandler um for your skill positions you know what you got a tight end and really running back for the most part that one question mark is receiver right now and now's the time for guys to start jockeying for their position on the depth chart here in the spring it's definitely a concern when it comes to receivers but how much of a, a concern would it be if we had the tight end room we had a few years ago i feel like it, i feel like with the tight end room that we have now with calhoun and uh jarman and you also have i'm think ryan jones uh, I feel like that kind of takes the pressure off Definitely. of the, the worry of what's going to happen next at the receiver room because we've seen departures of Tyler Snead going to hopefully get into the NFL draft. Uh, C.J. Johnson's suspension, not sure what uh, the future holds there with C.J. Johnson and then also Audio Matosho being out too. So, um, yeah, guys like Kerry King, you're hopeful to see uh, have another great spring and, and that translate into the fall. Uh, and Josiah Hatfield is a guy I'm really excited about because we've seen some great games over the past few years. I know he had a great game. It was overshadowed by Tyler Sneed's performance at SMU when he had 19 catches, but Josiah Hatfield had some big plays in that game as well and, and some other games throughout his career here at East Carolina. So I'm very excited about that uh, and see how that wide receiver room develops and, and, and turns out as we uh, close out spring ball and then go into the fall uh, starting off with NC State and uh, so but with the tight end room uh, you know that we have right now and the depth we have in that room it really uh, it, it makes us feel a lot better all right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us, WNTT Sports Director. He is the host of the Brian Bailey Show. He is Double B Brian Bailey. Joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? Doing great. We were uh, talking football. You had a great show earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show with ECU Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick and talked a lot about the offense, spring ball, but also the passing of Dave Nickel, which uh, caught me by surprise on Friday. I had not even seen the news that he had stepped away uh, from the Oklahoma football program, but apparently was battling cancer and saw the news Friday that he had passed away, the former offensive coordinator here at East Carolina. And uh, that was pretty shocking news uh, to see such a a young guy like Dave Nickel pass away, Bailey. Yeah, he stepped away from the Southern Cow. He got that Southern Cow. Southern Cow, yeah. Yeah, and he uh, he got on the staff there, and, and as Donnie was saying, Donnie had talked to him, and he had said what a great opportunity it was. It was a job of a lifetime for him. And you think about it, I mean, working for 
you know, the coach that makes the most money in the entire nation and, and probably the, you know, not not the best coach, but you think of Nick Saban, I think you put him, you know, close to the top of that in Lincoln Riley and to have a chance to work for him. And you really just feel for, you know, for him and his family. He was really just a really good guy, as, as Coach Kirkpatrick said. He's one of those guys that would do anything in the world for you. I remember having him on the show a lot of times. and you know, He'd always come on, have a great attitude, love doing it. Enjoy the you know chatting football and talking football and uh, it's really really just a shame. I mean, cancer is such a horrible thing anyway. But you know when you go at forty five and that's just you know you, you just got cheated out of a lot of your life. Yeah, very very sad news. And uh, as you said, our, our thoughts, prayers with uh, the family of Dave Nickel Bailey. Uh, as I said, you also talked about what's going on this spring and and a lot of that. You, you've got to develop some things at certain positions, but East Carolina's in a position now where a, a lot, Bailey, they're developing depth behind Holt Naylor's, behind Harrison Mitchell uh, at, on the defensive side of the ball where you've got your starters penciled in. And, and that's kind of – it shows you where Mike Houston has taken this program in a relatively short amount of time that right now we're talking about, all right, who's three and four on the depth chart instead of worrying about who's one and two. Yeah, that's a sign of a, a good program. I mean, that's what good programs do. They, they develop depth in the spring, and they work on, you know, the third and fourth groups instead of that first and second group. And, you know, when you first take over a program, you're rebuilding, you have to get that first and second deal worked out. But uh, hopefully now they've got to that point. And it's just been – it's fun to watch. It's, it's great to go out to the scrimmages. It's You know, you got a quarterback in the system and Mason Garcia who's been around so long, and hopefully he'll be ready to go when Holton hangs it up and, you know, you have Ehlers back again. I think he, he, he elaborated a little bit on the receiving situation, and, and there, there, there's a chance for some uh, additions via the transfer portal as far as that goes. Uh, I think they're looking at that situation there very closely. But, uh, you know, some of these guys are going to have to step up in the receiver room. But as far as the rest of the guys go, yeah, you're, you're talking building depth because, uh, in that running back room, I'm telling you, those first two guys are really good. They are, and uh, Pop McKay is apparently Nemo Squire really good too. We just uh, there's only one ball, and we said it with Holton earlier in the show when he joined us. Bailey, it's pretty rare, and then we'll knock on wood and, and hope it happens again that you get your your top two running backs through the season healthy, especially with as many touches as Harrison Mitchell got last year. So we didn't need to see Pop McKay, but I mean, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to have more than, than just two running backs and just two of any position on the field, really. And I really think in this day and age, that's the hard part is trying to keep these guys that aren't playing all the time, you know, trying to keep them happy and keep them, you know, in the same situation because that's you know going to make you better off and probably going to make the player better off. But sometimes players can't see that, and the transfer portal makes it so easy just to say, hey, yeah, I want to go somewhere and start. I want to start tomorrow. And everybody, you know how recruiting goes, everybody's going to tell you you're going to start until you get there, and then you have to earn your position. But it's just, uh, you know, lucky for East Carolina, they've been able to, to, to get those, especially in the running back room, those two running backs and the stability there. But uh, it, it just remains to be seen how it's going to play out later on. Bailey, about all the years uh, of North Carolina and Duke having great teams and going to tournaments and going to Final Fours and winning championships, they have never met in the NCAA tournament. And now you look at it this year, North Carolina – Gets in uh, on the eight nine line, and Duke, you know, gets blown out in the uh, the ACC championship. They do get a two seed, but man, I don't know uh, if a lot of people at all had North Carolina and Duke meeting in the final four this year. They have both looked awesome 
in this NCAA tournament, and it sets up a showdown that's going to have the Carolina and Duke fans talking, really the entire nation talking. Greenville's going to be crazy at the, the sports bars and all that on Saturday night. Uh, and Bailey, again, I know that this is something you probably thought would happen in the past with all these great teams, but I don't know if you had it happening this year, but it's finally happening. No, I don't think anybody had it happening this year, especially with North Carolina. I mean, you know, late in the season, they were looking at a 10, maybe an 11. You know, they were on the bubble for a while. They weren't even going to get in, and they get in as an 8. But we, we saw signs late in the season of this Carolina team putting everything together. Now, they had some bad losses through the years, uh, through the year, rather. I mean, they had some really bad losses, you know, some of the lower-ranked teams in the ACC. But they've come on of late, and they've really put it together. And I think they ran into a St. Peter's team that you knew at some point they were going to start playing like a 15 seed. And finally they did. And you put the problems of St. Peter's playing as a 15 seed, like a 15 seed, with a North Carolina team that was playing more like a two seed. And that's what you ended up with, kind of a 2-15 matchup. But uh, Carolina did what they had to do. They get to the Final Four. They get to play Duke again. You know, just think of all the storylines with this baby. I mean, you remember the, the coaches didn't shake hands after the game of Cameron, and then oh yeah, everything that goes on with Duke and Carolina, and the, you know, you're going to see the blood shot a hundred times. You're going to see all of the the bad blood between the two teams leading up to it, and you know, and, and unfortunately for us, it's not a CBS game; it's a TBS game. So TBS will have the national semifinals and the championship game this year. It's part of the CBS family of networks, obviously, but. You know, we would much rather have it on CBS. And that is all anybody's talking about for good reason. But, heck, uh, any year we can get Kansas-Villanova in the Final Four is a good year too, right? I mean, that's a great game that nobody's even going to focus on. Yeah, and that's, that's the uh, the preliminary. That's the <laughs> yeah. If you will. But, yeah, it's going to be, you know, and, the, and you can make a point, make a case if the winner of that game will probably be favored to win it all because – I think Duke and North Carolina may take it out on each other, and then one night later they got to retool, refire, get fired up again. And, you know, it's easy to get obviously for a national championship game, but uh, I think the winner of that Villanova uh, game is kind of a big advantage. I, I'm gonna, I gotta find, I'm gonna ask this to Carolina Duke fans: Is the game Saturday more important than Monday for Carolina and Duke fans? What do you think? I don't think so. I, I think even even as much as they hate one another, they realize that. Because there have been years where, you know, one would lose the other in the regular season late, but the others would, would rise up or, or lose in the tournament. I saw Duke and Carolina play in the ACC tournament many a time, and they were always just, just great matchups, you know, with Dean Smith and Coach K yelling at each other and, you know, being courtside to watch all of that history right there in front of me. And it was just something, you know, I'll never forget. But to see them in a, in a national championship situation, in a Final Four, a national semifinal, I mean, it's really, it's really going to be something because these guys, I mean, you know, they know each other so well. And if, if, if Carolina's hitting on all cylinders, they've proven they can play with anybody. Brian Bailey's joining us. Some bad news uh, regarding ECU basketball, Bailey. We were kind of saw it coming, but we're holding out hope that maybe Tristan Newton would stay and continue to play basketball at East Carolina. But he, like so many other good players uh, that have come to East Carolina to play basketball, have entered uh, the transfer portal or just uh, before the portal just transferred in their own right but Tristan Newton announcing today he would enter the portal and uh, that stings Michael Schwartz uh, he's going to have to hit the portal himself Bailey to, to add some talent to the, this ECU roster after this news yeah I, I think he and I think he knew that going in and I think it's going to be one of those situations where you know when you decide to change coaches like this 
And there's no guarantee that Tristan Newton would have stayed if Coach Dooley had stayed. You know, we understand they got along pretty well and they liked one another. But in, in this transfer portal world we live in, I mean, you know, schools can, you know, get the word out that, hey, we'd like to have you, we'd like to have you. And, you know, the grass is always greener. That's the world we've always lived in, that the grass is always greener. It's just easy to get to that grass now with the transfer portal. That it is. And uh, now we'll see. He, he's still got a lot of young guys on the roster, Bailey, with, with R.J. Felton, who played a lot last year, Brandon Johnson, of course, the veteran in Brandon Suggs. And now we'll kind of see, okay, what happens with those guys? Do they stick around? And if you're Schwartz, you know, how much time does he have? Does he want to build this thing with high school recruits? I know he does and, and hopes John Gilbert uh, gives him that a lot of time, but you got to think he's going to be looking for some wins right away as well. So he's going to have to have a nice balancing act here of transfer portal guys and high school kids. Yeah, I think, I think that that's what he's looking at. I mean, obviously you want to build, you know, like the old coach Ruff thing, you know, you don't want to, right, yeah. but in basketball, you kind of, you know, have that advantage that you don't, you don't need, you know, 15 players. You know, you need right. a of really good players, and they're out there. I mean, you know, we didn't get a chance to see one of the best transfers that, that East Carolina has ever gotten in Winston Tech. That's right. You know, if, if he had played this year and had played, you know, like we thought he was going to be, who knows what would have happened with this team. But, you know, he's a really, really good player. We saw him at Boston College, and, you know, I, I, I was really looking forward to, you know, to seeing him playing in that Pirate uniform, and it didn't happen last year. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, did the uh, the time move affected us for baseball moving from six thirty to four thirty? Will now be on during our show tomorrow. Did that mess you up uh, as far as the news goes? Uh, you you gonna be able to get out there? No. What we what normally do on big games like that is we go out live, and, and the plan was you know to preview. We do a five twenty and a six twenty, so the plan was to preview the game uh, in both segments and. The problem is you don't have a lot of sound, a lot of interviews. The only interview we have from last, you know, from Sunday night after the game, and uh, and Coach Godwin did say a little bit about NC State, but didn't say a whole lot. And it, it really doesn't all, you know, look, look ahead to the next opponent. But uh, in this case, we'll just go out and kind of give updates of what's going on in the game. We'll show highlights in the six twenty uh, segment, but it doesn't really mess us up. I'm just going to make sure I get to go out there and go live so I can watch the game in between sportscasts four and one week last week uh unfortunately that one came yesterday bailey so a little bad taste in the mouth of the pirate players as they'll hit the field and a uh, big one coming up against the Wolfpack. great to see the Wolfpack back in greenville for a baseball game it really is and these games are you know they mean so much to everybody in the state of north carolina i think and, and everybody knows what a great state we have for for college baseball with, with you know the acc teams and with east carolina and with the you know, the other teams around the state that play really good baseball year in and year out, it's, it's just fun to watch these games. I mean, these, these non-conference games, they're a bit of a, a misnomer as far as, you know, and we've always talked about that. You know, your, your one, two, and three pitchers go, you know, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you have to find some pitchers to pitch in these midweek games. And then if you have two midweek games, you've got to find, you know, you've got to go a bullpen, a staff day, and that kind of thing. And and, and the one thing that I'll say about Coach Godwin and what he's done this year, it's kind of like they started the year thinking things were going to go this way, and they got a couple of big curveballs right away. And it looks like to me that Cliff has gotten with those guys, okay, we just got to figure out a way to win games. So how are we going to win games? All right, let's put Roger Giles out there and see what happens there. And Roger's done really well in his two starts. I mean, I think that that's, that's when you know you've got a coach that, that, you know, that knows what he's doing and, and can win with whatever happens because – you know, 
baseball, football, basketball, and it's all it's just like life. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what the next day brings. But uh, this baseball team has done a really good job of trying to figure things out because the starting pitching has been a problem. You know, yeah. to get more innings out of them. Ironically, yesterday we had maybe the best start of the season with Josh Gross, and this time the bullpen couldn't close the deal. They've been helping out the starters all year, and uh, boy, Josh Gross pitched a gym yesterday, but uh, but could not get the win for East Carolina. Bailey, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, hear from you coming up six o'clock on the Brian Bailey Show, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care. There he is BB Brian Bailey joining us here today on pirate radio live shirley rhodes let's open up the booty bag here on a monday booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere we got four days to win left in march and then the calendar flips on friday and we'll open up april so if you have not won this month get in now what are we giving away today shirley rhodes why don't we start the uh we you know we do the players lounge we talk ecu baseball how about we get away give away some baseball tickets this for a pair of tickets to a down east wood ducks baseball game so in k-town in k-town live baseball back at historic Granger Stadium. There's been at least four people today come and pick up their win, uh, winning prizes, and now it's your chance to come and pick one up as well. Thank you for adding that, Chandler. Nice segue. What caller are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller 12 today. Caller 12, 317-1250. You can go see the Woodies on us. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and congratulations to Hannah Manning of Greenville. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Of course, baseball is back in Kinston. And the Down East Wood Ducks opening day is scheduled for April 12th. You can get your single game tickets. And you can also check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. We talked football to start today's show. Let's get some football in here the last few minutes of our program. Shirley, let's hear from Mike Houston on Saturday as he talked after an ecu scrimmage got another one coming up this weekend and then it is the spring football game here was mike houston this past saturday so uh a lot of energy um lot, lots of positives you know obviously there's lots of stuff to correct first scrimmage you always got stuff to correct but i thought we saw a lot of positives today and i'll tell you what you know, we got two running backs are pretty dang good now so uh and they uh i'm glad they play for us and not against us but uh, really, really positive week this week, and just I, I love the way we finished the week. Um, and so I think, you know, we've got a chance now to catch our breath over the weekend, look at the film, get better on Monday, okay, and work towards next week and have a better scrimmage next week than what we had today. Without reviewing the film, any standout plays kind of stand out to you? Yeah, those two running backs, I'm telling you. Holy cow. I mean, it, Mason hit uh, Keaton on a check down, and, I mean, he, made, he, he should have scored. He, got, he made all the way down to the five. But then Rajay, just the way he's the way he's hitting the hole and you know at contact, the way he's accelerating through contact, 
Uh, I just, you know, they just did so many positive things uh, in the snaps that we had them out there. I thought Holton had a really, uh, a really solid day today. I thought Mason looked very, very sharp today. You know, really excited about him and the way he's, he's come on. Um, you know, really want to look at the film with some other guys, but had, uh, had some young receivers that uh, had some positive production today. I thought our, our first offensive line uh, looked very, very sharp. Uh, I thought our defense, you know, flew around, had a lot of intensity. So I'm just telling you, there's lots of positives today. With uh, Tyler going, who's kind of stepping up as that new inside guy? Anybody yet? Well, I mean, I, I thought Kerry King had a good day today. Um, you know, we're using uh, a, a lot of different personnel settings, and so Ryan Jones was in the slot some today. Tyler Savage is in the slot some today. Um, all those guys have multiple catches. Without giving much away, like, obviously wanting to maybe use Calhoun and Jones on the field a lot yeah. more to get those guys involved. Yeah, they're going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's we're going to be in a lot of 12 personnel. And the great thing is, you know, Ryan is – uh, really improved with blocking. And so now, I mean, you can be in, in 12 personnel and be in a, a true 12 personnel formation, or you can you can sit there and split those guys out and be in a, you know, a spread formation. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a deal where they're, and they're, and they're handling it mentally, which that's the tough thing. I mean, it's, it ain't as easy as everybody thinks. I mean, it's, it's, that's been the big question is can they handle it mentally? And, and certainly I think they've shown that they can. Coach, what are the big keys you look for in a spring scrimmage? I mean, you said well, positive. But... competition. That's the big thing is just competing at a high level, um, executing. Uh, you know, we've got about uh, six or eight metrics that we're going to use to measure, uh, and, you know, point of contact, you know, turnovers, uh, execution, uh, yards after contact for the, for the ball carriers, you know, missed tackles or tackles made for the defense. Uh, and you just really want to see, you know, you want to see improvement and you just want to see you execute and look like, you know, a good football team. You know, you'd like to see it, you know, first scrimmage. You're not going to see it first scrimmage because it's just – it's still new. I mean, we're only however many practices in. But, uh, you know, hopefully next week and you should, and I would expect to see much sharper execution. And then for the spring game, you, you, you want to look like a good football team. We haven't asked a lot about special teams. How have yeah. punters looked and also Dapper coming back as well? I think punters really, really good. Uh, Luke Larson obviously is – you know, that's what he came here to do. Uh, and he's been very sharp. Um, uh, freshman Andrew uh, Conrad, uh, I think he is he has come on and shown he's got a, a shot at both kicking and punting. Uh, Dave Chappelle's done some good things. Had a really big punt there at the end. Um, so uh, you know, really you know, really pleased with those guys. Uh, you know, Daffer I think was three for three on the field goals today. Uh, and then Carson Smith got a couple of kicks, and I think Andrew also got a kick. Anybody kind of emerged as a kick return, punt return guy? You know, we got uh, Malik uh, is uh, Malik Juwan Powell and uh, um, Josh Murphy are uh, handling punt return duties, uh, and all three of them have shown the ability to catch the ball. And obviously, you know, very good athletes. Uh, kick return, uh, it's been Keaton, uh, Kerry King, and Josiah Hatfield. So uh, feel comfortable with all six of those guys in those two separate areas. Are y'all moving Hatfield around? Yeah. Outside, inside, and Yeah, we are. And, uh, you know, the, probably the, the most impressive play of the week was a, a play-action pass uh, post-route that he and Mason connected on in practice Thursday. That ball must have been 60 yards in the air. Mason probably held it a little too long, but he has, he's got the arm strength to get it to him. You find any wide receivers that can throw? <laughs> I don't know if we have a Tyler Sneed or not. <laughs> we'll see. Mike Houston there talking about Tyler Sneed at the end. Uh, also, something to think about is your kick and punt return. Sneed's been really good there 
uh, especially a punt returner. So that's a, a something East Carolina is going to have to replace. And the spring is a, a good time to start thinking about who you're going to have uh, as your specialist, Chandler. And uh, that's a, another spot that Tyler Sneed leaves open when he leaves the program. A name that really uh, raises my eyebrows is Malik Fleming because he, he's a quick corner for ECU. And um, I actually remember last year going out to some spring practices and, and also went to the spring game and saw him uh, – in that line to return punts and stuff like that so we would be very excited to see malik fleming and how he does in the return game because he is quick uh shirley do we have another break yeah let's take that last break we'll come back we'll have more football talk uh for you on tuesday's pirate radio live because we'll be out at pro day so you'll be hearing from some now former pirates as they try to Race to my brows of the scouts coming up on Tuesday. A lot of that coming your way Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live. We'll wrap up this Monday edition when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was up 94 points and closed at 34,955. The NASDAQ was up 185 points at 14,354. S&P was up 32 at 4,575. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All righty, we're wrapping up. Pirate Radio Live on Monday. Thanks to our players inside the Players Lounge, CJ Mayhew, Bryson Whirl, Ryder Giles, and Zach Agnos. Players Lounge presented by Delcor each and every Monday here on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks to Holt Nailers for joining us as well. He joins us Mondays during spring football, so still a couple of chats to go the next couple of Mondays with Holt Nailers. We will talk to you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, content junkie Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.